Oh, what's up, listener? Thank you for pressing play this week on the Jock and Nerd podcast. The ginger geek himself, Matt Delhauer, fills in for the jock as we geek out about the Avengers Endgame and Godzilla King of the Monsters trailers. Wowie zowie! We got a Spider-Man Far From Home synopsis and The Punisher on Netflix is not canceled yet. Anyways, plus a spoiler review of this season's CW Arrowverse crossover called Elseworlds, Aquaman doing really well at the Chinese box office, and emails and voicemails from the Jock and Nerd Nation, all that and much, much more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, December 13th, 2018. This is Jason Mewes, and for reasons best left between you and your therapist, you're listening to... The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Snooch to the nooch. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock is nerded. Be funny, disturbing. Jock is nerded. Spoiler alert. What's up, listener? Those fat beats coming out of your mom's basement can mean only one thing. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Thanks for joining us this week and every week where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews and whatever we choose. And I missed the button. Jock and Nerd! That goes there. My name is Imran. My name is Rug Boy. Uh, he's the Rug Boy. <laughs> And he's the nerd. Rugs, that's all you're going to give me? I can't get a little more enthusiasm? I'm trying to get that Anthony energy oh, going. Like the smooth, I, I just boo a load, and I'm relaxed energy. <laughs> Somewhere between. Did I, I do it? Uh, I don't know. You sound like you were a little sleepy. Yeah, I was just imagining just being Anthony, being young, and just being like, I have, this is this is just nothing in my life. Like, where in my life, this is everything. The show. That's right. He's barely uh, awake when we do the show. Look, yeah. we're, we're jockless here. You can't sniff our jocks this episode. Pinch hitting for the jock. We've brought in none other than the host of the Ginger Geek Pod, the king of the ginger geeks himself, his majesty Matt of the Delhowers. How are you, your highness? What's up, dudes? How's it going? Uh, Thanks for bringing the energy. There you yeah, go, you Rugs. See, Rugs, that's what I was looking for. Uh, but Matt, can thanks. you do it? Can you do an Anthony? Yeah, uh, let me let me get an Anthony, Anthony energy. energy. Uh, hey, oh, that's pretty sexy, dude. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty hot. <laughs> Better than mine. That's pretty hot. I'm pumped. That's pretty hot. I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah, me too. There is the level of excitement we get from uh, our usual host, the Jock. Look, if you're a new listener, you may be a little bit confused. You're like, this is Jock on their podcast. Where's the fucking Jock? So on 85, 80 to 85 percent of the shows, the Jock, whose name is Anthony, is on. But also, he is the youngest one of us. He's still single, uh, and we live vicariously through him. So occasionally, he needs to go and, and get some life experience and come back with some stories about chasing some strange. And he's in Vancouver chasing Whoa. some Canadian strange. So he's chasing some Vancouvers. Vancouvers. <laughs> there you go. Hey, he'll take whatever he can get uh, up in the Vancouver's Canada. 
So I hope he's having a good time. He will not be listening to this episode. So, gentlemen, we could say whatever we want to yeah, say. Yeah, he doesn't listen to the show. No, he doesn't listen back. He then. can get himself a little bit of cush, a little bit of smush, and make his way home. I, exactly. You get everything. Dude, Canada is an amazing place. Oh, shit. I think I may have to move up there for all those things. It's just cold as fuck. That's the thing that you got. That's the trade-off. That's fine. I'll have a blunt in my hand 24-7. I'm not going to give a fuck how cold it is. I got a nice warm fire in I my mean, hands. You live in Chicago. It's pretty much Canada. It is. I'm used to the cold. We have uh, seasons. If you're a new listener, there's nothing you should do. Go visit our website. Check out the show notes to this episode. Jockandnerd.com slash 252. Because we're going to be talking about some trailers. All the links to these things will be in there. How to get in touch with the show. Where to find the show. Anthony's missing out on a big week of Marvel and other trailers. Uh, we got a lot of great stuff. Let's get to it, you bastard. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. So we're officially going to be the last podcast on the planet to talk about uh, the Avengers 4 trailer because it came out like a fucking week ago. Didn't you guys do instant reactions? It, literally the day after you recorded. The day after we recorded, these motherfuckers, they couldn't sync it up with our schedule rugs. We did record stuff. So if you are on the Patreon, if you want bonus content, go to jockinerd.com slash Patreon because I did like a 14 minute breakdown of the trailer, oh. uh, which was a lot of fun. Anthony also left his instant reaction, and there's a lot more fun stuff on the Patreon. So if you heard that, we're probably going to repeat uh, a little bit of it here. But I know you fuckers that watched this trailer. It broke its own uh, record for most views in 24 hours. 289 million oh, shit. views in 24 hours, breaking the Avengers Infinity War record of like 238 or something. Wow. By a lot. By 50 million more views. Holy shit. Uh, so look, I'm ready to dive into this trailer, but first, uh, Del Howard, you're the guest. Why don't you kick us off? What did you, what'd you think when this, this teaser, this long ass teaser to to almost three minutes ended? Uh, what were you feeling? I honestly, I agreed with you guys when you were talking about it the other day, when you were saying that like, they honestly don't have to do shit with this. No, they don't. All they had to do was just say this date. It's called Endgame. We'll see you at the movies. And I, I would have been there. I yeah, would have been yep. sitting in a seat just like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm so totally in for this. Yep. So to see what we did see, fine. But yeah. at the same time, like they they could have just, you know, sat there and stared blankly for a minute straight. And I would have been like, mm-hmm, I'm all right. I like that they showed stuff because I was expecting like a clip show trailer. Yeah, you know? I agreed with you that I thought it was going to probably just be like, like, you know, the camera panning around like the A of Avengers while just like dialogue was yeah, playing yeah, over it yeah. and then just saying the name. And I've been like, okay. So to actually see like stuff that they filmed was, was a good touch Holy to have shit. things to actually be like, Oh man, I get to spend the next seven months or however long, just like picking this shit apart. Uh, so, I mean, I was holding my breath when I, like I started it and it was fucking Tony's helmet and Tony. I was like, Oh fuck. Uh, and like, uh, at first I was like, ah, that's it. But man, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in this trailer. So what did you think of what they showed us, Rug Boy, in this thing? Well, my first reaction was I had, of course, like the Bill Burr reaction, <laughs> which is like they just thinned out like half the population. So people should be getting to work a lot faster. <laughs> I, you know, I <laughs> you hope know, they like, show some of the bright sides of the yeah. snapping. Like, oh, my God, I got to work in 15 minutes. This yeah. used to take an hour. There's nobody waiting in line at the ice cream truck. This is fucking great. Yeah, like uh, thinking about like, oh, I can get that operation now. 
You know, like uh, I'm bu- bumped up on the list here. In and out of the uh, the post office in like five minutes. I love what Thanos did. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't do that. No, uh, of course not. Uh, basically, what they show is uh, Iron Man uh, doing a long message to Pepper Potts. Yeah, and uh, I'm wondering, this is the same dude who's like can do anything with technology and he's like counted himself out already. I don't understand. So, uh, well, it looks like he doesn't have any more power. He said he's got four days left before oxygen comes out. Let's start here. I got a bunch of questions. I love this blue palette that it's shot in. Uh, there's a lot of callbacks to, uh, the uh, original movies, like the first Iron Man. Isn't this a lot like the first Iron Man where he's, he's stuck in the cave. He's, he's dying. He's wearing a similar tank top. And yeah. he's got to rely on his tech to fucking survive. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the things that, that kind of caught me was his little speech that he was giving was that they were going to run out of oxygen in about four days. Yeah. So four days they left Titan. Of, he's been right? out of food and water for two. Yeah, that's uh, I believe is what he said. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'd be nearly as energetic as he is for two <laughs> days of no food and water. He seems pretty spry. It is. It's, it's so sad, though, like. Him recording this message, not mm-hmm. knowing if it's even going to get there. While I know that they are not going to go this way, yeah. 100%, there's no way they're going to go this way. I would give this movie yeah. so much credit yeah. if they just killed off Iron Man in the first 10 minutes. And if he never made it to Earth and it just was like, just done. No one ever got the message. He just fucking passes away on a ship on his way back from Titan. That, I mean, that I, I don't even know if he's going to ever make it back to Earth, but so he's in this ship. This is uh, this is the, the second ship from the Milano, right? This is, yeah, this the is Milano the, 2 or whatever it's the, called. The now. little jump ship that Nebula slammed into Thanos, right? Right. That's what this is. Uh, how much you want to bet that either Captain Marvel fucking this is she's saving him on the way to the planet on, on the way to Earth to get in the page. That's my one theory. Mm-hmm. And then I read another theory because he says this line. Uh, drifting in space with zero promise of rescue is more fun than that sounds. Uh, rescue is this character that's fucking Pepper Potts. Oh, shit. It's not fucking Pepper Potts. Yeah, I was going to say, it it's Pepper, Pepper Potts. Potts. Sorry, let me rephrase that. It's not that. a character that is currently fucking Pepper Potts. Rescue is this character that is Pepper oh. fucking Potts. I'm moving around a little bit. Then. So, the, and it's her in like Iron Man tech, so it's possible she finds him from this message. I don't know if they're alluding to that. She can do interdimensional travel in her Iron Man suit. I don't know. Who uh, knows? Well, so here's the thing, Imran. Yeah. Uh, if you want to hit the spoiler alert, I think I have your answer. Spoiler alert. They did have photos come out of uh, Gwyneth Paltrow in the rescue sure. armor. Yep, I've seen those. And, you know, along with the photos of the uh, of them in their original outfits from uh, uh, Avengers, the first Avengers, and the fact that they've h- hired a girl to play a teenage Cassie Lang you know, we know it's going to be time travel. Overall, though, I got to say this trailer, I love how they kind of made it like I love the, the Star Wars trailers for the episodes that they've been putting out because they don't tell you anything, but they give you like the mood, the tone, and and there's no plot and it's just enough. And the tone of this is just fucking loss and, and depressing with a little bit of hope peeking through and the, the little uh, Paul Rudd tag at the end, perfect amount of humor to lift this at the end. But uh, wait, let's keep going through because I have more questions. uh, Spoilers over. Here we go. Okay, back in. uh, What else did you guys like about uh, uh, this trailer? If we're going going like at the moment, I'll skip this for now. Uh, But I am 100 percent happy to see um, Paul Rudd. Uh, The problem is I did not see Ant-Man and the Wasp yet. 
So I, I, this is really interesting that you say that because I was thinking about this too. I think a lot of people like this movie's going to make two billion dollars easily, no problem. I think a lot of people may be skipping the in between movies, being Ant Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel. Um, and for me, because I didn't see Ant Man and the Wasp, yes, uh, there's definitely things that I don't know about what leads up to this. But I did notice that there is a point where uh, Cap is looking at a readout that's like giving him basically here are all the people that are no longer that no longer exist. Yes, and one of the ones on that is Scott Lang. So that's, his face uh, comes up. Yeah, that's uh, uh, Banner Ruffalo standing there in that mm-hmm. scene, and you see. Paul, you see Scott Lang, and then you see Peter Parker. But before Peter Parker, right when it cuts, you also see Shuri. And then the Shuri face turns to Peter Parker. So those three, they're presuming dead or missing, right. uh, which is interesting because we didn't know about Shuri, what her fate was. But they don't know if these people are just missing or dead, obviously. So the uh, the the other thing about the end with Ant-Man is if you look on that screen, there's so it's important where, where Steve is like, is this a new message? Because it says archive on the screen in the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, this may be from when he comes out. So spoiler for you, uh, Del Howard. Spoiler alert. At the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, he is, and, and they'll probably explain this in the movie because they're going to have to, because I don't think a lot of people saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. He's stuck in the quantum realm. That van in there has the machine that gets you in the quantum realm. Okay. That van was at the end of the movie. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, the, uh, uh, the other guy, uh, what's his name? Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Uh, Pim. And Pim and Evangeline Lilly's Wasp, they all get dusted, leaving Scott stranded in the quantum realm. So obviously he got out. How the fuck did he get out? When? At when did he get out? What year? Well, we know how he gets out. How does he get out? Doesn't he use one of those thingies and, and bigot himself again? He does have. That's how he got out last time in the first movie. Yeah. The little the little disc. So how will he get out? That's how he gets out. That's there how. You know. Okay. So that's how he gets out. But when will he get out? Also in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Michelle Pfeiffer gives him the warning. Don't fuck with these time vortices. Uh, you don't know where you're going to end up. And so I think this is alluding to a little bit of time travel. I think like I was going to say, I'm wondering if it's going to be something along the lines of. Scott comes back from after they already stopped Thanos. Yeah. Yes. Or they, they think he's dead and he shows up like he just met him the first time, but they've already met him. It's going to be some fucking timey wimey thing. I love how they dusted the Marvel studios logo. Let me ask you this. I love how they show the Thanos armor as the scarecrow, just like from the infinity gauntlet comic book. And then you don't even see Thanos. You see his hand, with the gauntlet and it's busted up and he's walking through what this, you guys, this is appears to be a space cannibalist uh, farm here that he's working on. He's harvesting space weed. Look at those juicy buds on top of these plants. What else does he have to do, man? Exactly. He just did the snapping. He can rest, spark up these. Tell me uh, the first thing I would do. I would try to smoke those buds on top. I, I would don't know love, what this is. I would love for it to be that when they finally like make it to wherever he is and they're going to confront uh, Thanos and he's just like, the dude from Big Lebowski now. Yeah. It's like, whatever, he's got man. Sandals on. It's yeah, fine. Like, yeah, he's wearing sandals. Sitting he's there like, drinking a white Russian, just like, yeah. hey, you gotta just you gotta just chill, man. Just <laughs> let life happen. It's cool. Hey, I got a movie theater in the basement. You guys gonna wanna go check out some flicks? <laughs> I just grew this shit. You gotta try it. Ah oh, man, that armor that tied the room together. <laughs> <laughs> Rugs, what else did you think? What else did you get from this trailer? 
Were you? I don't know. I saw like the tear that's running down Cap's face. Oh my god, that was that got me. That got me. Fucking Steve I don't Rogers like that, is crying. I don't like that Black Widow's not redhead anymore. She. So here's what's weird in the promo art. She is a redhead. I think she will be. She's white haired in this, but I think that also is another hint of some time travel. I was going to say, I think it's playing into because the, there's also, uh, I believe they show in the teaser cap wearing his old uh, shield stealth suit again. So he's wearing the cost. He's wearing the suit from Civil War, right? No, he's Infinity wearing, War. Oh, oh. Or not, sorry, not Infinity War. Um, uh, Winter, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. So then my question is, what if that's actually back in time during Winter Soldier? That's the thing a lot of people are wondering is because yeah. there's been so much talk about you know, uh, rebuilding sets from old movies. We're seeing him in an old suit. We're seeing pictures of her as a redhead again. And we're thinking he and whoever he has of the Avengers are going to be hopping through time, trying to find a way to stop the snap from happening. I mean, I also, you, of course, this trailer is cut to fake everything out, you know, it's very last Jedi in the fact that it's like, this could honestly be whatever, but that's what I love. It's like, I, I, this was like a perfect, mood teaser for this movie because you don't it, want a trailer to telegraph the story no, you just no. don't. especially and not the second half it left me with questions and that's what a good trailer should do at this point for these movies it left me with more questions that's exactly what those star wars trailers did and i really appreciated that this trailer has no action no money shot no you don't even see any of the characters that uh allegedly uh dusted. the only person that you see is nebula you see, so these are, I think Nebula is going to be important. You don't see Captain Marvel in this, but we just saw her trailer, a whole trailer for her last week. I think Nebula, Scott Lang, Captain Marvel, they're all going to be important pieces uh, in this next movie, which brings us to the name. Oh, wait, let's talk about fucking uh, Hawkeye. Uh, Thank looking, you. Looking badass in Japan, slicing up some Yakuza. Delhauer, what'd you think of this look here? Here is my issue. Yes. I think the dark brooding Ronin version of Hawkeye would be awesome. Yeah. If it wasn't for the fact that I have never been able to take Jeremy Renner seriously. Ever. <laughs> Not even in Hurt Locker. Even in Hurt Locker, because in Hurt Locker, his whole thing was like, I'm, I'm crazy. <laughs> Look at me. I'm insane. <laughs> it's just that, you know, I hate to put it this way, but. Jeremy Renner has a butt face. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. And so I can't buy him as like the square jawed badass antihero. When I look at him and I'm just like, oh, damn it. Uh, I mean, the look on his face and the, it's, it's, it's juxtaposed with the line of we lost family. You know, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow is still saying it. So obviously his family got dusted and he's fucking pissed. Rugs, what'd you think of the suit? And can you answer this question? Why is he wiping the blade off his arm when there's no blood on it? That is because it's PG-13. God damn it, PG-13. And, uh, well, the Ronan thing happens because I think maybe his family got dusted. Or yeah, somebody that's what we're all family. assuming. Yeah. Somebody in his family got dusted. So that makes him go dark, come out of retirement. I mean, he does kind of look like uh, Oliver Queen uh, from fucking The Arrow a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but that's what he is. Essentially, why is he in Japan? There's fucking Yakuza bodies. He's just sport hunting to get his mind off of it, I guess. And as far as like Ronin and the name and two characters named Ronin, uh, they're not going to call him Ronin. They don't even fucking call him Hawkeye. He's just Clint. Where's Clint? Clint? Oh, it's where's Dark Clint? Oh, you mean pissed Clint? <laughs> Where's angry, angry Clint? Clint? I'm angry Clint, Clint Torres. Where's Clint Torres? Oh. Do you think? Do you think? Find me the Clinter is. Do you think they'll go the same way as uh, as Green Arrow and where he's just Arrow? Now he'll just be Hawk, just Hawk or I. 
Call me I. I. (laughs) (laughs) They don't even call any of that. I love him looking at Peggy Carter in the stopwatch. So is he thinking about going back to see her if there's time travel? Will we see Haley Atwell again? It's Peggy Carter. That'd be awesome. Uh, Did she survive? Oh, uh, wait. I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea if the dusting like happens throughout like It doesn't time. go back in the, the past. If That'd be cool. If you're already dead when he did it, you're dead. It's not. It just dusted her corpse. It just her corpse already <laughs> dusted. You can't get any more dusted. It's called the decimation, apparently. I was actually going to bring that up. The snapping. I like the snapping because it reminds Which me of Which is funny because cor- the, the fact that the decimation is the name that they stole from House of M. Oh, um, when uh, what's your name did it? Scarlet yeah, Witch mm. is uh, they apparently had that come to light in a couple of tie in uh, novelization things, which made it known that uh, Eric Selvig survived the snap. Oh, OK, because apparently it's he and a whole bunch of like the greatest scientists on Earth. Yeah, they're, they're trying gonna, to figure yeah. out what happened. They're going to need it's him like, to make some device or something. Like, guys, just I don't know. Talk. Somebody talk to Cap. God damn it. <laughs> he knows. Why are you not telling everybody else? How come Cap didn't make a video on YouTube and just tell everybody what happened? By the way, here, let me fill you in. Subscribe to my channel, everyone. <laughs> Links What's up, are right fam? There. It's your boy Cap America <laughs> back with another video. It's Cap's vlog. Steve Rogers' vlog. <laughs> make, make sure to check out Warby Parker. Use the bonus code America. Did you see that of. video that um, Tom Cruise put out to stop people from watching Things in Cinemotion and motion, motion with- smoothing. Yes. He's like, yeah. turn off motion smoothing. And I look good for him. I agree. Turn off that fucking yeah, motion. I fucking smoothing. hate that shit. I was going to bring that up last week. But if the listener doesn't know, it's that time where your TV, it basically is adding frames to make it, give it that like uh, soap opera video effects. It's you it, know? Got, it was invented several years ago with like HD TV and all right. that stuff because the regular were, TVs could They made it, it specifically for like sporting events. Oh, right, right. In right. order to try and undo the motion blur of like the football flying through the air and all that kind of stuff so you could better get detail from going, sports. It was too high high speed but for it. If yeah. you use it for anything else, especially cinema where things like motion blur is part of the way they make the movie, right. It completely undoes like the the aesthetic. I mean, yeah. it's adding frames to your fucking movie. What are you doing, TV? I didn't tell the you The whole to reason this. that movies look a certain way is because they're shot 24 frames per second. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, then- it's the exact same reason as why The Hobbit at 60 frames looked weird as shit. It looked like it was done on a cheap video camera. Exactly. Yeah, it has this weird, like, uh, flat video kind of... It's just it's very strange. You'll, you will notice it. And a lot of times these TVs, they said, come with it turned on as default. So you got to go in there. Turn yeah, most specifically yeah, yeah. 4K off. tends to always have so it turned Cap on. So Cap should have done exactly what Tom Cruise did and take matters into his own hands and alert the public <laughs> about this epidemic. Yo, make sure you hit that bell. You get a notification every time Captain America drops a video. Subscribe to my podcast. It's called the Snappening. The Snappening uh, YouTube channel. Make sure uh, to check out my channel next week when I shave the beard finally. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, Yo, R.I.P. Oh, the cat beard. Yeah, so that's another thing. Is this beard mean like this is uh, the time has maybe this is another universe or why would he shave it off and look fucking sick? Maybe because he didn't have a beard back in the f- past. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. in, in an alternate mm-hmm. alternate reality, another universe through the quantum realm. Uh, it's possible. Uh, and I love uh, when they get to the name. Finally, you see all the blocks reverse and come together to form the logo. 
and finally giving us the title Avengers Endgame, which uh, the Russo brothers are fucking liars, people. Oh, shit. Yep. Because they explicitly said in May after Infinity War came out, the title of the next movie is not spoken in this movie. Also, the first time it was spoken was by Tony Stark in Ultron. And then, of course, Doctor Strange says we're in the end game now. So I don't know if they weren't going to use this. They change it or they were just trolling us. If they so, don't fucking know what they're doing. Honestly, <laughs> I think the thing of it is the Russo brothers have outwardly lied before. Yes, they yeah. have. It's they are not opposed to the idea of just boldface lying to the audience. So that way you're not like, oh, OK. They're like, no, it's not that. And then it is that. And they're like, but what but you said it wasn't. Game, they're like, fucking what, whatever. I don't understand what the fucking big deal is. What's the big deal about saying the name's Endgame? Like, I, like it's unnecessary, unnecessary bullshit. Tell it doesn't give away anything. It doesn't. They could have told us that in the. They could have told us like, that right why away. Why be duplicitous or whatever? It's just so stupid. Yeah, I don't know. If the if the name had been like Avengers disassembled or something, yeah, yeah. then I would have been like, yeah, I totally get it. That's giving away the fact that a bunch of people are gonna die. And whatever, or, it's the name. It didn't really matter, but it ended Or if it was like Avengers, the cross time caper. <laughs> Avengers Infinity Wait for the next one. Uh, no, Endgame is like, it's obviously going to be an Endgame. It's the end of something. It's the beginning of something. Did you know that this title was revealed way back in June of this year by the cinematographer Trent Opalok, who put it on his resume on his website? It, it was. I have a, this article here from July first of this year, and it says Trent Opalock, cinematographer, Avengers Endgame. Uh, it was out there the whole time, and uh, I didn't see it. I found that only afterwards. Oops, oopsie. But Endgame, fine. And also, it's coming out a week early, April twenty sixth, like they did with uh, Infinity War to prevent spoilers worldwide day and drop. Uh, this thing's gonna make a lot of money. Is that wait? So does that mean when does Captain Marvel come out? March. March what? Uh March, early March. Okay. Uh, I was going to say yeah. cuz if it's late March, does that mean we are literally getting two Marvel movies in less than a month from each other? March 8th. So it's the first weekend. Okay. So it's it's almost 2 months apart. Now I'm wondering how many people are going to go to Captain Marvel cuz they think that there's going to be something there to connect the dots or people just going to skip this. Uh, like I like you were talking about Del Howard, they're gonna have to explain Paul Rudd and Ant Man uh, to people who I haven't have a, seen the. Last I have movie. a question yes. for for Matt. Why did you not see Ant Man? Uh, it really wasn't like I didn't want to or anything. I just dropped the ball. Oh, it came out. People had seen it, and by the time that I was like, "Oh yeah, I got to get around to seeing that," like the next week it was gone, and I was like, "God damn it, I did it again." <laughs> so- I didn't see the first Ant Man in theaters either. So you were just like, oh, fuck it. I, I the, the moment has passed. Yeah, basically. Oh, I love the Ant-Man movies. They are fun. Paul Rudd is uh, very, very good. He's well, very I'm fun. just wondering because right. Ant-Man didn't do that well. It didn't. Yeah. I mean, it did OK. Yeah. Like it didn't do great. And I'm wondering if that Captain Marvel might have the same. Uh, it, it has a little bit more hype than Ant-Man. It's got the woman thing going. Yeah, so I think it'll have a little more legs just because it's got the, the female lead uh, backing on it. But I don't see it doing better than maybe any of like the first phase movies did when they came out. So like seven hundred million is that's what we were saying six yeah, seven hundred. I, I could see it. Mm. I think people. I it's weird that it's so close to the this Avengers movie. I think people are just like let's let me get through this so I can get to fucking Avengers four, uh, or they're just gonna skip it all together. 
Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. I think it'll have a huge opening weekend. Yeah. How well it does in After week that, two yeah. is the question. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, 700 million is nothing to sneeze at. No, no. not at all. I think, I mean, I think DC wants it. Yeah. You know, the trailers were, they were okay. They didn't blow, blow us away, but I feel like they, they're, they got stuff that they, that they're not showing. That's going to be really. Oh, good. absolutely. And yeah. I, I do think that a lot of the wooden robotic acting from, uh, Brie Larson is going to, it's going to play into the whole, you know, brainwashed warrior robot alien thing for her being a Cree. And then when suddenly memories of being a human are awakened, we'll see a lot more coming forth from that. Well, if that's the case, she's selling the emotionally detached bit very well so far. Mm. So it'll be a good uh, counter to what she does. We'll see. Yes, I I do hope that she does not Keanu Reeves the entire movie. Oh, my God. That would be horrible. No, she's bad. She's good. Like, I've seen her and stuff where she can do this. So, yeah, yeah, that's where I'm hoping is that. I was going to say, if anything, Scott Pilgrim proved that she knows how to fully embody a character. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, she's great in that. And she's well, she in- was like a pop singer before that, so it was right up oh, her alley. It was true. Just, Good point. True. Kong Skull Island. She wasn't bad in that. Another one I didn't see. Yeah, she was also in another movie with a bunch of people shooting at each other in a garage. I forgot the name. I of do it. remember seeing the trailer for that once and going, "That's an interesting idea." And then I never saw anything about it again. <laughs> what was that? I tried to watch it and I got disinterested. It's a I think it's way. called like the shootout or something. No, it's I don't remember. You you're gonna have to like do IMDB on Brie Larson to get it there. Sounds generic. Uh, Free Fire. Yeah, Free Fire know. came out last year. What? Yeah. Oh no, she, two years ago, 2016. Uh, what, what the? Yeah, Shal- her Army Hammer, Killian Murphy, Charlton like, Copley's in this, and Army. Like everybody's Hammer. in it, but no one saw it. Holy shit! I yeah, I didn't never heard of this movie. It's a bunch of people shooting e- Silly out each other. It's all of them in a garage shooting at each other. For the whole movie? Yeah. It, yeah, it, it starts off that it's a, a big shootout, and then it's essentially, it only takes place in a warehouse. Oh, it's a 1978. It sounds like they want to do like a Tarantino-esque kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it probably did not work. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, that's the, the thing is, is, it pulled in enough recognizable names. You think yeah, it would have gotten yeah. more like... Uh, no Free fire, huh? Man, I might have to go find that. Check this out. Uh, any final things about this uh, Endgame trailer? Bring me the next one, Marvel. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to it's going to kill at the box office no matter oh, what the fucking trailer was. So. Here's True. my question. Yeah. When does Widow have the time to hit the salon? Because, like, she constantly seems like she just walked out of hair and makeup for being <laughs> a secret spy who just fought a galactic war. She looks good. She looks good. Uh, there may be one in the Avengers headquarters. She just went to the salon in the lobby yeah. of Avengers. Mm-hmm. Well, at least we uh, at least that lets us know that her beautician didn't get dusted. The, the same guy who, who I guarantee you Stark has some someone come in. <laughs> yeah, the same guy who shaved uh, like that guy's fucking off. facial hair is so on point. Oh, it's yeah. not easy to do. I like to assume that Stark would have just work. built something to do it for him. A robot, yeah. Vanessa, yeah. give me the old goatee number four. And yeah. then it just does it. Uh, by the way, why does Thor look like he's about to uh, uh, battle Thanos in a rap battle from 8 Mile? He's looking a little Eminem <laughs> sitting there. Yeah, it's it's a little odd to just have him, him in like clothes. a hoodie. Yeah, he's in street clothes. And it looks like he's in a, a, a cell. I think he's in the locker room at like <laughs> Avengers headquarters. <laughs> Got Loki spaghetti on his shirt. Uh, that would be great, though. I want to see a rap battle. Uh, so, you know, they're focusing on Cap, Thor, 
Tony, one of these guys ain't going to make it. Maybe Tony doesn't even make it to Earth out of this movie. We'll see. What happens April 26th? All right. Before we get to, oh, one last thing. Scott Derrickson will return to do the Doctor Strange sequel. Doctor Strange 2 is happening. Uh, the, mm, the writer. Doctor Strange 2, Mystic mm, Boogaloo. Mystic Boogaloo. I want to see Doctor Strange pop and lock. I think it would be very <laughs> him and Wong. He's already got the finger tutting down. Yeah. He just has to move the rest of the body. Him and Wong popping and locking and going on like, uh, um, uh, you know, America's Got Dance, whatever that show is. America's Got Dance. America's Got Dance. America's Got Dance. America's got that, dance. Should, that should be a show. Or Everybody Can Talent. Is that a show? <laughs> I just created. So, so you think you're talented. So you think you can talent. I think I just created two new reality shows. Hey, it's no better than like with a singing mask. What's that new singing show? Who is the mask sing singer? The fuck is this? Um, Imran, are you having a stroke? <laughs> I may be. Does anyone else smell toast? Oh, do you shit. still watch television? I do. Oh. Have you haven't cut the, the cord yet? Jeez, man. Uh, Go with the times. I can't. They got me. They got me. And you know how we get you, listener, by getting you to join our Facebook group called Jock and Nerd Nation. That's how you can let us know what you thought of this trailer. It's an exclusive closed group. All of our listeners hang out there. We all hang out there. It's my favorite place to spend uh, time on the internet. This week, uh, not 27 people like last week. Last week, Del Hauer, uh Rugs put out this call. We literally had like 27 people fucking get added, sign up. It was crazy, and I read all their names. I was there. I listened. Okay, good. Uh, joining all those people, welcome Thomas Arianas, who I believe is part of the Lensations production crew. Whoa. Right? William Salgado, PJ Kags, 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 K-A-C-Z. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. K-A-C-Z? Yeah, yeah. What, what, do you, what do you do with the Z? I'm just going with Cax. You skip one of those letters? Okay. Vanessa Herman, we will hear more about her later. Christopher Charles, and listener, that's Christopher with a K and an F. And Jessica Hansen, thank you nerd. for Mm-bop. joining. Mm-bop. Uh, Jessica Hansen and all of her brothers. Thanks for joining the group. Uh, there's a hilarious uh, drinking game thread. I don't know if you get rugs. Did you catch that? Uh, yes, I did. Holy shit. That was fucking funny. Uh, join the group just to play the drinking game. Maybe I'll make a bingo play along game. Is it for you? Liter- at home? Literally just drink every time you don't pronounce a name correctly. That was one of them. Uh, drink anytime Anthony insults me. Was another oh, God. One. Drink anytime Rugboy doesn't like anything. You would be dead. This show would kill everyone. This yeah, game. You'd be instantly dead. This drinking game the nation came up with, you would be dead by the end. Because we do everything gotta, all the time. I was going to say, you really have to like discern rules. Because like I love the drinking games where it's like, if something that you know is going to happen happens, it's like, sip your beer. Yes. But then it's oh, like, if I something see. that only rarely happens oh, happens, it's like, like, take that. a shot or finish uh, your drink. I like <laughs> that. That's a great addition. And also, we waive all responsibility for any alcohol poisoning related incidents we also ask that you drink responsibly and over the age of 21 drink responsibly <laughs> uh are we sponsored by alcohol company no we're not all right we should we, be we should be rug bourbon moving right. on to another fucking sick trailer we got a uh, complete opposite of this avengers trailer this one's got action this one's showing you a lot of the story this one's making you go, oh shit, oh, shit. it is the second godzilla King of the Monsters trailer, Rugs. I know you're a little bit under the weather, but you are a resident Godzilla expert. Anthony's not here. Why don't you tell me what went through your little felty cotton body when when this trailer ended? 
Well, the big thing was, okay, the last trailer, they give you glimpses of uh, a few of the characters, a few of the monsters, and maybe what the storyline would be. Uh, this doesn't really progress the story in any way. It doesn't really give away the story at all, but it does basically reveal the monsters that they were teasing in the other one. So um, the last trailer they showed Rodan, he was like kind of like the star of that trailer. Uh, Godzilla was really like not really in the trailer, maybe a couple of shots. Uh, this trailer gives you so much to chew on. Oh, yeah. Like it doesn't give you stuff to chew on where you know the story exactly, but it gives you things that you can kind of like mind for like this could happen, this could happen because at one point, like uh, I mean I'm jumping around, but like basically they, they revealed King Ghidra, yes, and uh, they revealed Mothra, what she looks like. Um, this was following the Tokyo show where they had like this big uh toy, yep, a uh, reveal where they revealed the toys and the toys basically. They're a representation of what's on screen. They're not exactly what's on screen. So to see exactly what's on screen is great. And they look amazing. There's a couple of shots where they show you the size difference between Godzilla and, and Ghidra. The and scale there's like, in that shot is so it's, great. It's huge. Ghidra is so fucking giant. And then you see him fucking running. They're running at each other like Batman and Superman and BVS uh, through the rain. Uh, I was like, holy shit, look at Godzilla move there. Yeah, and there's a there's a there's a couple of scenes where um, they they have Godzilla like laying down, yes. like, looking like he got his ass kicked. He's hurt. There's a couple of scenes where you can see that he's got a scar or or or, or a wound over his face. Yeah. Um, there is uh, shots of uh, maybe uh, what we think it could be Godzilla, kind of like glowing red. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of like things for you to chew on. Like, is there going to be like a kind of a, a finishing move where Godzilla like overcharges himself and starts glowing from the inside? Oh. Um, there is a shot of a uh, something f- coming into the atmosphere like on fire. What is that? Is that Rodan there's, doing some yeah, kind of a finishing there's, move? There's something falling from the sky. Yeah. Like it's so there's all these space. things that they kind of dangling in front of you. For you to like, kind of think about what could happen. Yeah. Um. Are they going to team up? Are they going to fight each other? All, all as Godzilla fighting off all of these guys. You start to uh, see Godzilla's like uh working with the humans. Like you see Millie Bobby yes. Brown concerned for him. There is a court scene where they're like, "Hey, so basically you're saying that Godzilla is our pet." Yes. And, uh Ken Watanabe's got the best line. Yes. And he goes, uh, "No, we're his pets. We would be his pets. It's so yeah. fucking oh, good." Oh shit! But uh, you know. In in Ken Watanabe's voice, where everything is really, really serious. Yes, and it sounds yeah. dramatic. Not when I say it, but like <laughs> how he said it. <laughs> I'm not going to do an accent because it might be considered to be uh, in poor taste. So uh, stick, just, stick around for the after show and I'll do yes, it. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah you, right. you can do it. <laughs> if Anthony was here, he would do it. He'd yeah. do it right but, away. He'd give us the pass. He's happy. Yeah, he would be like, doing. yeah, do it. So uh, anyway, long story short, uh, this trailer is nothing but a hype trailer. It basically builds hype. Um, it's telling you guys, anybody who watches it, that if you go to the theater when this comes out, you're going to see a fucking massive, epic fucking throwdown. Hopefully. I feel like a big part of what they're trying to sell with specifically this trailer, but any of them is the biggest complaint people had about the previous one was that there is so little actual like Godzilla versus monsters. Yeah. No kaiju action. action. Like there, yeah. Yeah, there's no kaiju like fight really. Yeah. Except for the third, third act. Yeah. And this movie is like, dude, it's all over this movie. 
Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to open with Godzilla fighting something. He's going to get injured. And then they're going to like wonder where he went and they're going to try and find him and activate him to like come back and they're going to use maybe something to charge him up. I lo- I love uh the trailer how they cut in the beginning where she's pressing the down the button and you hear the static of the PA and it's cut in between that while the static is on. I love that shot where Rodan's flying over the city and the guy gets swept up. You see this guy get fucking pulled up and you and it, and they're kind of showing you Rodan came out of the volcano. Ghidorah was in the ice in the Arctic. I believe I think Mothra I read is in China. Uh, Del- oh, I thought Mothra was coming from space. I thought he was the thing coming oh, down, or she was the thing coming down from space. That's possible. Also, Delhauer, which one of these uh, monster reveals did you like the most? And uh, it looks like there's two more monsters in here. How many yeah. fucking monsters are going to be in this movie? I was going to say, uh, going off of what Rogue Boy said about opening the movie with uh, a fight, is I do believe they had said that there are still more mutos or mutos, oh, whatever they call them, yeah, that are showing yeah, yeah. up. Yeah, not titans. Um. So I'm wondering if that might be the opening of it is just Godzilla versus whatever these these, you know, toss away monsters might be. I I, I don't know. I'm hoping that they do a different format than they did in the old in the other movie where they have Godzilla come in at the end. And they, I think it's be cool to kind of have a bookend it with two fights mm-hmm. and the one at the end being the really big one and uh, just have monster stuff happening throughout the movie, but yeah. not necessarily battles. Well, I mean, you the shots of like Washington D.C. It's completely destroyed. It looks like end of days, and I'm still confused as to the parts where they were like, "Oh, the humans fucked up the planet. The cure is these titans. They're going to come to fix everything." But does that mean they're going to get rid of us? Then why is Godzilla on our side? Is Mothra and Godzilla going? Are they going to team up? Well, I think this is the, what it is. I think that first of all, Monarch has discovered that there's a basically subterranean world. Right. Yes. That there's under under the Earth's crust that there is a a, a place where these things can like hide out and um, or or exist. Um, that discovery like made back in the time where Kong Skull Island and stuff like that was definitive. Uh, there's Monarch who's studying this and trying to figure out what these things are doing, and they're thinking, okay, maybe they're 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 there because of nature. It's a natural. Uh, it's part of the Earth, and they're they're basically. The going to balance out like maybe the population or whatever, blah blah blah. They're they're there to be the alpha predators. There the, then there's another splinter group that wants to weaponize these guys. Ah. And so, whereas Monarch thinks that okay, they're benev- they're like a, not benevolent, but they're just a part of the a natural force that needs to be there. Balance. Yeah, to keep a balance. Uh, these other guys are putting it out of balance, and I, you could see it because there's a bunch of shots of this plane. This high tech plane, yeah, and I think that they have some way of like uh, communicating with these things and like drawing them out, and they can't oh, really talk to them, but right. they can manipulate them into following them, you can and, lure them, and with agitating a them, or yes. something. So to try hmm. and weaponize them. So hmm. I think that that's what the story is going to be, and it's the it's it's the battle of these two rogue. Uh, one is Monarch, this like secret organization that the government likes, and then there's another rogue terrorist organizations trying to use these monsters for their own means. So that's got to be Charles Dance's character because his his uh, he's uh, the father Lannister, Tyrion's dad from Game of Thrones. Uh, his uh, there's no character name for him in in the cast listing. We but he's don't know. Probably who's gonna be playing. a bad guy, right? He's probably gonna be a bad guy. This cast is amazing. Millie Bobby Brown, Vera Farmiga, Sally Hawkins, Kyle Chandler, 
Charles Dance, Bradley Whitford, Ji Zhang. Ji Zhang is, is that that lady you see in the trailer playing Dr. Chen, Ken Watanabe, fucking Ice Cube. Oh, Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson Jr. I thought it was Ice Cube. It looks just like Ice Cube. Yeah, he does. Uh, he's in this. Uh, and also Millie Bobby Brown, Kyle Chandler will also be in Godzilla versus Kong. The next movie. Yeah. And so, a bunch of hot chicks, too. Oh, oh, do you think uh, Millie Bobby Brown, Madison Russell is one of the Mothra uh, girls, the twins, the Mothra girls? I think she's got psychic powers. So she maybe she can she can communicate. Yeah, she's mm. she's going to play some kind of a, a major role in communicating with Godzilla. I'm going to say. Yeah, that yeah. Cuz I I'm wondering if the the bit in the beginning where she's she's trying to to reach people through the radio. Right. And then suddenly she's hearing voices in her head, yeah. Like as if they are calling out the same thing. Yeah. I think she isn't hearing it through the radio. She's hearing it from Ooh. like yeah, from like a psychic power. That's kind of cool. Uh what does you guys guess rugs? You know these monsters. That one scene where the mountain starts to move like there's a um a, a, a kaiju under the mountain who could that be i mean like that looks, looks like the uh, like a callback it could be a callback to like godzilla uh the third movie where where he comes out of the uh oh. comes out of godzilla versus mothra or whatever it could be he comes him out of the coming ground. out of there yeah yeah um so he comes out of the ground in that movie so uh it could be a callback to that um Otherwise, it could be like Anguirus or Paragon, ah, okay, which are two kaiju that are known for burrowing under the ground and coming up through like that. So, and what about the little scorpion spider hands coming out of the ground? It could be a scorpion. It could be a new kaiju. Uh, same thing with the other thing. That, that could be an amalgamation of a, of one of those characters. Um, so, there's probably going to be more than four four big kaiju in this movie. That, yeah, that I think show. there's also there was also a rumor going around that like when Godzilla does that uh, throws uh, his ray up into the air yeah. that that's like a call to like like Thundercats like everybody just like wait, perks up and like oh. wakes up out of their slumber and yeah and comes to join him you know to like fucking beat something up that other scene I love is the the I, I think it's Gita or Rodan their claws chasing after the fucking jet fighter that's about to grab it I was like oh shit show me that. Show me these things throw fucking planes around. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of cool shit. I mean, so far, everything that I've seen in this, like, I hate, like, look, Godzilla 14 is a mess of a movie, but it's got brilliance in it. This looks way better than that already. Um, well, I, I, I don't want I wouldn't go that yeah. far. I, I, still, I still think that there's stuff in Godzilla that's just brilliant. I think that they they basically made a huge mistake in not having that middle scene where they where, where they, they just cut away. Mm-hmm. And that ruined that. That got everybody so pissed, and they they killed off Brian Pe- Cranston too early. Yes. They did those two things, yes. and th- those things like put like a spear in the movie's heart. And if they wouldn't have done that, that movie would have been a great movie because there's some some great shit in that first movie. Um, but he's the only Godzilla's only in it for like ten minutes, right? Yeah, but that's not that's not a problem. No. Just don't make the movie two and a half hours long, right? Do it an hour and forty minutes with ten minutes. It's fine. So. uh Anyway, this movie here, it seems like everything that I've seen has been very interesting. It hasn't turned me off. Uh, it seems like it's going to be uh, a lot more action. I'm hoping that, like, uh, it's not... Uh, the only thing that can really derail it is just silly bullshit. Mm. And I don't even... If the action is good, I don't think that could even derail it. 
I mean, it looks gorgeous. Like, the shots, the color, the cinematography that looks beautiful. Page that came out, yeah, was the fucking worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. But the last ten minutes of kaiju action on there was fucking was sick. Badass. So that's all you gotta watch. And so I came out of that film going, "Hey, that was pretty." And Shit, I gotta read. I watched that late at night, and I think I fell asleep at the end. I gotta go back and watch yeah. the end of it because that it was. Tough. I mean, there's a scene where <laughs> the rock is literally. Riding a helicopter <laughs> like a fucking surfboard, yeah, off of rubble of a building that's falling. It's like so ridiculous. That's fantastic. It is so bad, and uh, and there is like you know, there's a cool scene in the beginning in space, but like the rest of the movie is complete garbage. And then this, George? the last ten minutes is great. What's wrong with George? <laughs> uh, Michael Doherty, I think writing, directing uh, to do a capable job. Following uh, Gareth, Gareth Edwards. Garth Evans, Garth Edwards, Garth Brooks, uh, Gareth Edwards, Gareth yeah. Edwards, because there's also a Gareth Evans, Gareth Evans. Evans who did the the Raid movies. Oh, yeah. that's that guy. Yeah, well, I was getting confused. But, I always confuse them oh, all yeah, the time. It's, it's, I do it all the time too. This movie, this movie looks sick. Now, uh, Del Howard, do you think the fact that it's coming out a month after Infinity War is going to be a problem? That's a huge problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's definitely going to be a, an obstacle to overcome. But I think I know the way for them to win out oh, in that battle. Do tell. A surprise third act appearance. Yes. By Jet Jaguar. Yes. Or Ultraman? Is that Jet? Is that the same thing? Or or Mecha Godzilla or Mecha anything. Ooh, Mecha, Mecha anything would be anything great. Would but I, be I, sick. I just I love the idea of it being like, oh these Titans it's such a problem. We have to rely on, on Godzilla to save us. Or <laughs> we build a giant we robot. Build a robot. I think the only problem is, is that Pacific Rim kind of ruined the giant robot versus kaiju thing for people for a while. For a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Those robots don't have the personality of Judge Jaguar. Well, of course right. not. Right. No one does. He's yeah. got a big smiley face. He's got big, a big pointy head. Big spike yeah, on his head. He's great. He's streamlined. He does poses. Yes. <laughs> He does those like he does like those kata poses, love, like tai chi. I would love for them to just completely tank the movie by the third act being a whole super sentai movie. Is he doing? Is he doing tai chi? Why is it so slow? What's going on? Uh, yeah. But it may be there may be a Kong thing because the next movie. Well, of course, yeah, Godzilla it's going to tie in at some point versus the Konginator. Um, That's the thing that really like uh, confuses me. Is like, how do they go from this to been, like just yeah. King Kong? Yeah, especially for the fact the that it's way. like this entire movie essentially looks like the world ends. Yes. Like they are living in the post-apocalypse and yeah. then, oh, by the way, a giant ape shows up. There's still Kong. There's still Skull <laughs> Island. Uh, also, yeah, Kong just sat this one out. He was just like, you guys uh, can fucking figure also, it out. Also, what do you think the chances are that Charles Dance is, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kong? Hiddleston? Yes. Tom Hiddleston's character from Skull, Skull Island. Could be. That was the 70s. Uh, could be. It would definitely explain why they uh, they didn't name him yet, because yeah. they didn't want to yeah. give that away. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Ooh, I love the mystery deepens, man. I'm I'm uh, I'm excited for this. Like, I this, think it'd be real interesting to have him go because, again, I didn't see Skull Island. Yeah. What was he in that? He was like he some scientist guy. No, he wasn't a scientist. I think he was like a he was like a tracker. Oh, right. Okay, he's a hunter tracker. But he yeah. would have known about these guys from back then. What were you saying, Rugs? I said you saw Godzilla fourteen. Yes, and you saw Skull Island. Yes. All right, so you're pretty much in this. And this looks better than Godzilla twenty fourteen. Way better. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I mean that that one's trailers like the beautiful red flares and the cinematography was was great and that's a great movie this one i'm like holy fuck look at this shit 
Just nonstop fucking monster action. Uh, let's move on to this other trailer. Didn't get a lot of buzz. Interesting, just as well as the other ones. It's for a movie called Brightburn, guys. So it's like if a Superman went horror. This is very yeah. interesting. Produced by James Gunn and written by like two guys named Gunn. I don't know if they're related. Uh, one is his brother and the other is his cousin. Oh, a brother, cousin, and James Gunn producing. Oh, that's a real name. Yeah. Uh, oh. Starring. I thought he made that up. Starring Elizabeth Banks. And yeah, in the trailer, this trailer is crazy because it looks like the Man of Steel. They're totally playing up this Man of Steel vibe. There's even like a little music cue for a second. Where you're like, oh, shit, that's like Man of Steel. But then, turns out, uh, what if an alien landed, a baby like Superman, and he was just a little evil piece of shit? Well, if his parents were just white trash, too. <laughs> yes, and they yeah, were, but they can't control this fucking guy. I think it's it's ultimately playing on the idea of, like, Man of Steel had this concept of if if Superman came to Earth today, his yeah. parents would be, like, They'd hiding hide him. him away. And yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, the world can't know about you because you're different, and that, yeah. that means they're going to be mad about it. Well, that's Zack Snyder, And right? yet yes. he still grew up to be like, but I'm going to be a good person. Yeah. This movie's like, if you treated it in that fashion, yeah. yes, he would grow up to be a fucking villain. Well, yeah, and if it's like, if you know, it's a little more realistic. If you were a little kid who was bullied and you had these powers, oh, you would grow up to be a fucking serial killer with these fucking powers. It's like Zack Snyder... Meets like Wes Craven or something with this shit. It's like Carrie with yes, Zack Snyder yeah. meets Stephen King. I love though this. The, you know they're building this symbology, symbology, symbology. The the thing he's drawing with the triangles and the line through it is kind of like his crest. And then he's got this creepy red mask well, it's, at it's, the end. It's two bees. Oh, it's two bees. Brightburn. Yeah. So is Brightburn his name? His last name? I'm assuming Brightburn is going to be like the superhero name. What they call? I mean, the character's name also is like. First and last name are two B's as oh, well. Oh, they're two B. Okay, so he goes. I mean, they're showing him floating there with a red cape, like totally pulling the Superman imagery, and then he's got like the Gimp's mask on, and it's really frightening. And I'm I'm into this. Like it kind of reminds me of Superman Red Sun, like an Elseworlds kind of thing. But this <laughs> it looks interesting. It's an interesting take. Rugs, what do you what do you think? You'd be would you watch this? Well, I saw Super, which is James oh, Gunn's yes. older movie yes. about like a guy who's a superhero slash like vigilante slash maniac. So I know that he can go dark. So it's going to be an interesting flick just to check out. I'm probably not going to see it in the theater, though, unless I'm like, uh, I don't know. If, if, I usually watch like horror films at, at home. Yeah. For some mm-hmm. reason, I don't really go to the theater. See those. This one's so. also May 24th, 2019. And it's a horror it is a straight up horror movie. Yeah, no one's gonna give a shit about this no, movie. Yeah, this, I'm watching oh yeah, this, this will fly right under the radar. This thing is gonna go under the, the radar. The thing about this movie is that the, the the concept seems interesting. I'm definitely gonna check it out at some point. The thing is that this movie does one of the things with its advertising. Yeah. That I hate what yeah. movies do. It is it is constantly pushing James Gunn's name. <laughs> oh yeah. In order to sell the movie. I'm the producer of Guardians of the Gaff. I'm the creator of Guardians. Oh, yeah. It's all over this the thing. The problem is, is that by doing that, yeah. everyone is now being led or assuming that James Gunn directed this movie. Oh, it's it's totally misleading. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely it's, right. It's the same shit that they're doing with Mortal Engines and Peter Jackson. He just produced that. Yeah. That fucking looks good, though. I watched that trailer. I was insane. like, whoa, that's based off a book? Mortal uh, Engines? 
book or, or graphic a game? novel, one of those. Yet another thing that steals from uh, John Carter of Mars. Oh, that's the John Carter of Mars. <laughs> that Mortal Engines looks amazing. No, like that no, the, the, steampunk shit. The moving, shit. Si- the moving yeah. cities. Yeah. That's a yeah. Oh yeah, it's 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 this crazy steampunk, you know, Mad Max of Mars kind of thing. That caught my yeah. attention. I was like, holy fuck, what is this? This looks pretty fucking cool. Uh, so yeah, Brightburn is gonna get swallowed up. Uh, just and a little bit later, just like this month. The movies that are coming out between like Into the Spider-Verse and the end of the year. I don't know who's going to make all the money because there's so much shit in these next few weeks that I want to watch. I'm not going to have time to watch. Where is all the money going to go? Brazil Comic Con also happened last week. That's where we got uh, the uh, Godzilla trailer. In Brazil, they also got to see the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. I don't know why I'm doing a Brazilian accent Uh, in Brazil. Not well. Not well at all. It's a, little, <laughs> it's a little muddy. I'll work on it. But they got to see footage from Wonder Woman 1984, uh, some other things, and the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. There's a synopsis. There is a description. I read all of it. Listener, spoiler alert. it's a little bit spoilery, but I want to get into this, what this movie is going to be. Rugs, did you see any of this? Yeah. All right. So basically, uh, they're on field trip. You know, Tom Holland, Peter Parker to Europe. Spider-Man's famous. Uh, they uh, Mysterio is actually going to be working with Spider-Man. Jake Chillenhall, uh playing Bubble Boy again for the second time. Sequel to Bubble Boy. <laughs> Only this time the bubble's just on his head, not on his whole body. Uh, and they're going to join forces because uh, Peter and Mysterio will be, Quentin Beck will be fighting uh, the Elementals. Right. Uh, which is a group of uh, bad guys that were uh, introduced in 1974. Uh, it's a Hydron. Who's the Lord of Water, Magnum, Master of Earth, Hellfire, Wielder of Flame, and Zephyr, Mistress of the Wind. So you got one of each element. And so that one clip we saw earlier in the that stunt clip where that big water cannon took out the Peter stunt double. I thought I was like, is water is Hydro Man in this? It's the fucking elementals. Right. But there's probably some shenanigans. Oh, also, just like the cartoon, Nick Fury is gonna come and recruit Peter and probably give him all this new tech. And new suits. Right. Because, you know, Peter Parker is a dumb little high school kid. Can't do anything on his own. Right. <laughs> he needs. Exactly. The, he needs everybody's he help. He needs a suit that talks to him. Tells uh, him what to do. From what I could tell, yeah. the most that I can gather is that um, one of the bigger reasons, like granted, yes, S.H.I.E.L.D. does try and recruit him. Yeah. But one of the biggest reasons is that he willingly decides to leave the Spider-Man stuff in New York when he goes to Europe. Oh, to not so get then into when any shit trouble. starts going south. Yeah. He's like, I don't have shield a suit. shows up and is like, here, yeah. have this. I mean, it sounds like fun. I like, uh, I posted the photo of the, the, the black stealth suit, which is reminiscent. of like, I like that. It's like Spider-Man noir with the goggles, but I don't understand why he's got like knee pads and shin pads. Like why it's do you need straight up tactical bro? It's shield. Yeah, but he's Spider-Man. You don't need fucking shin pads. Well, what if he falls on his knees? Jesus. Well, I don't think it's a Spider-Man suit. I think it may be a shield. Just yeah, a I, shield think, I, think it's, oh. I think it's just cobbled together. It's a shield tech yeah. suit has, yeah. with his fingertips, but it's got the black eyes. That looked kind of sick, and I and I saw some shots of like a darker Spider-Man suit. Uh, all right, far from home. We'll see. Well, this is my, my uh, from what I've gathered, yeah. I think this is what's going to happen. It's, yeah. a, it's a huge swerve. Uh, Mysterio is behind the elementals. Yes, yes. He wants to be a hero. He wants to be loved like Spider-Man. Yep. He wants to pe- team up with Spider-Man. He wants to be an Avenger. 
This is what, and he he makes up the elementals to like. I like that because it wasn't himself that, up, yeah. teams up with Spider Man, and Spider Man finds out in the last act. Yeah, it was all him. Yeah, so essentially, get, yeah. yeah, it's catch me if you can. Yes, with, with Spider Man, with Spider Man and Quentin Beck. But that's very true to the comics, and in fact, his like early his first introduction when he was created was like he he wants to be the good guy, but of course he wa- he's gonna manipulate the stage. Because he can. And funny enough, I feel like, did you guys see the, the the short little like Instagram video that Jake Gyllenhaal put out yes, recently? Where, yes, where that was his, fr- he joined Instagram and his first post was he's holding up uh, a Todd McFarlane issue of Mysterio. And in the back, you see like uh, Spider-Man 12 or like from the 60s, a Ditko issue. But he's, uh, he's he's reading the issue and yeah. it, it, he, he lowers it while he's yeah. reading it and just responds with, what the fuck? Yeah. And it's the, the little caption he put was just found out I'm not playing Spider-Man. But okay, but we all knew he was playing Mysterio. Well, of course. But, but I, think it's, I think it's playing on the idea of number one. Uh, he oh. was one of the ones up for yes. the auditioning for the role with Sam Raimi. Yes. After Toby. Yes. Right. And I, yeah, I think yeah. I think he was one of the ones who was like in the running and Toby got it. Yeah. Number two is that also will like really plays into the idea of I'm not the hero. And yeah. being like really upset about it, <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> and that really works for the character. Uh, I'm, he is a great actor. I would have loved to have seen him as Spider Man. I think him and Tom Holland probably have really good chemistry. But fucking Gyllenhaal rocks in everything he 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 does. Really, mm-hmm. from Bubble Boy to fucking the, that boxing movie and uh, where and the the Zodiac Killer movie, he's really good in that. Did you ever see Nightcrawler? Isn't yeah, it, is, that. isn't that the Zodiac Killer movie? No, that's Zodiac. That's Zodiac. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler was the one where he is a freelance videographer who basically like uh, tries to get footage of uh, crimes in Los Angeles, like yeah. almost like tries to get there before the news does. Oh right, so yeah. he can sell the footage to right. newsrooms. I heard that was good. I meant to watch. Yeah, that. it's great because it really plays into the idea of like you really have to be a fucking psychopath. You gotta be a scumbag, to, like, paparazzi. Yeah, to, yeah. Well, where you don't help the person because you want the shot. Yeah. Yeah. And, you want, and, then, and then you can't even help them afterwards because you got to get the fucking video to the people first. Get your paycheck. Uh, wow. Yeah. I really wanted to watch it. Jill Hall is amazing. So I'm excited that he's in this and uh, you'll have a uh, fury instead of the Tony Stark. And obviously Spider-Man survives uh, Endgame. Uh, so. Unless. <laughs> Unless it's not him and it's a different uh, Peter Parker. Oh, no, I was going to say, unless uh, there were questions slash rumors flying around of, is this pre-Infinity War? Oh, uh, you know what? The Russo brothers, they could have lied about that, too. Yeah. You don't know. It could be. That's a convenient way to do it. They said Loki is dead. I don't believe anything those fuckers say anymore. Yeah, I don't believe me. Yeah, don't believe me. All right. Uh, last thing in the news, some Netflix news on the small screen. Uh, we, you know, we lost Iron Fist, Luke Cage. Daredevil gets the axe by Netflix. Punisher not canceled. Oh, shit. Not yet. yet. Anyway, season two coming to Netflix in January. We don't have a date, but we knew they were done with it. And they and the Netflix put out all the shit that's coming out in January. And then there, there was the fucking Punisher. I was like, oh, fuck. All right. This is happening. Jessica and Jones Jessica is going to happen. And then we're done. And then, and we're and done. then and so uh, this is, uh, uh, you know, it's kind of sad with the Punisher. I know uh, Del Howard. That's probably one of your favorites on the Netflix. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, are you excited to see Bernthal and uh, Jigsaw? We'll see what's that guy Jigsaw come back. 
Yeah. Uh, ben two. Barnes is supposed to ben be Barnes. back. Yes. I think they're the only, no, it's the two of them and the uh, Madani, I think, are all coming back for season two. Oh, Agent Madani. I forgot about her. She was great. Uh, I think everybody else is new, though. Uh, I am beyond fucking ecstatic for this. Yeah. I, I cannot wait because, yeah, uh, the first season of Punisher was one of my favorite things that Marvel Netflix put out. I think the, season three of Daredevil was one of the few things that rivaled it. Yes. Um, so yes, I'm excited to see this, but I'm also a little sad because it means once it's over, uh, he'll be gone for a while. Uh, you know what? So he may be gone for longer or not as long as we think, uh, it has come out. Here's an article from variety. Don't expect the defenders on Disney streaming service anytime soon. Exclusive sources tell variety that the deal for the original four Marvel shows includes a clause that prevents the characters from appearing in any non-Netflix series or film for at least two years after cancellation. Oh, shit. That means Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and then eventually Jessica Jones, which were all canceled this year at Netflix, could not come to the Disney streaming service until 2020 at the earliest. Jessica Jones' new season isn't even out yet. So you can, that's 2021 until it's cleared. Interestingly enough, the Punisher was not part of that deal. Yeah, they they made that show as on a whim after they had such a big reaction to Daredevil 2. They all the deal was for the four shows and the defenders all together. Punisher was outside. So that either means but they're probably gonna can it. That either means A, Netflix is gonna be like, we want to still make Punisher things, and whether Disney would be happy and Marvel would let them do that, I don't know, or it's just gonna get canned. But when, I don't think this is going to be Lisa Morrison is not going to like hearing this. I don't think we're going to see Charlie Cox's Daredevil anymore. Like, if you've got to wait two years, there's no way these people are coming back in these roles. No, they're done. It's done, which is sad. This is a little bit like, do you know the deal with the reality shows? Like, if you try out for America's Got Talent or The Voice, and if you don't make it, even if you make it, if you don't make it, I believe you sign a clause that says you cannot try out for any other reality show for a year. Like they lock you out of that. That's yeah, bullshit. That's it's true. bullshit. It's complete bullshit. What this leads me to wonder and hope then is I seriously doubt Disney's going to want Punisher. Yeah. That's now, while, too yes, dark they did that. You know, Marvel themselves did buy back the, the character from uh, was it Lionsgate that had it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like just something, something tells me that like Disney isn't going to want Punisher. Mm-hmm. And I, I would be more than happy with the idea that Netflix would hold on to it. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause Disney's like, what, what are we going to do with this? I mean, and I could be wrong because if they're planning on trying to bring all these other shows over, uh, yes, there's a very good chance that they're going to try and rebrand it. They're going to try and tie them closer into the MCU and they might try and PG 13, the crap out of them. They could put their, their, their more adult fare on the Hulu also because they are now controlling shareholders of the Hulu. That's a pretty good point. And they can give Netflix a run for their money. Netflix has got to be shitting in their pants a little bit with the Disney plus and the Hulu and Disney behind both of these. Uh, I mean, you're still going to have Avengers infinity war. It, it's on Netflix in December. December 25th. Yeah, for a year it'll be there, and then everything gets pulled off. I think Netflix got to change their strategy a little bit because they were spending money and putting up show after show after show. Yeah. Like Nobody even can keep up with the amount of shows that they're it's putting on. It's too many shows that aren't nobody's watching. Ra- it's too much quantity and not enough quality. Correct. I would Correct. rather have, listen, spend more money on these shows, 
get a get better bang for your buck. Like, you know, go places where these guys are not going to go. They're not, you know, create like some fucking cinematic shit. Yeah. And, you know, go all out. I don't really need 3000 shows. I need you, you need to like what you need to do is put out the shows and and always have something new coming on after these shows die, like are out for three or four weeks, whatever. And then, and, and that's about it. And then pump you know? it up. Did you guys yeah. see the SNL bit they did a couple weeks ago? They did a Netflix commercial. Yeah, it's like they just it have way too much shit. They're like, we've gone crazy. We're gonna. He's like, by the time you get to the end of the scroll, there's new shows popping up. We've created the endless scroll. And they take you into a pitch meeting. And this girl's like, okay, this is a show about this girl named Jenny. And the guy's like, good, go. And he throws money at her. He's got all these Red Bulls. It's like making it happen. specific next. shows that you can think of. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, it, it, there's too many shows. I will recommend one thing. I will. I binged on Netflix last night. I was telling Delhauer about it before, uh, we started, uh, Dave Ross, uh, and David tell Jeff Ross and David tell, sorry, bumping mics. It's three episodes. If you liked our roast episode listener, if you sent in a roast, check this out on Netflix, David tell Jeff Ross bumping mics, it's them roasting each other. The audience, there's celebrities that are hanging out. Uh, in the room, they come up, they roast them. It's I was fucking dying. It's no hold bar, just giving each other. I shit. might check that out. Oh, so fucking funny! Uh, great thing. And then Delhauer, this is a good uh, spot for you to fill us in on uh, the other show you were telling me about. Right. Uh, okay. So, Rugboy, have you ever heard of the guy Darren Brown? No. He is a mentalist that has like I think three specials on Netflix. And he has one that just came out recently called The Push. The entire concept is, is that he creates a scenario filled with actors to see if he could use social pressure to force a person to kill someone. Oh, shit. Well, the whole thing is, is this real? Is this fake? Is this, you know, how much of this? Yeah, it's playing on the idea of like this one person doesn't know that they're in a, a falsified scenario. And would they be willing to carry out essentially the murder of a person if Jesus. they thought that they they had to in what was happening? So it's like the Truman Show. If you tried to get Truman to kill a motherfucker every day, wow, <laughs> that's amazing. It's called. Can I watch that though. I, I know. it's one of those things where like um because I I told him or yeah I told Imran he had another one he did I think a year or two ago yeah where the whole concept was in a similar fashion. It was taking somebody who is a, a more conservative right wing uh, person who believed very strongly in like border control and tried to put him in a scenario of would this guy willingly sacrifice his life to save an immigrant? Right. And it's, it's one of those things where the question that's posed makes it something that you want to like see the end result. Because like I would love to be like, you know, could they actually do it? Yeah. The problem is, you know, as Imran and I were saying was it's also it's entertainment. God it's knows a, if this is even actually what happened. It's TV show. But yeah, I, I like the concept. I'd fucking watch it. It's called Darren Brown, the push. Look, I'll watch David Blaine uh, lie in a block of ice for 12 hours. I check it. Oh, he's still in the ice. Oh, cool. Hey, he's in the, I've watched David Blaine stand on a pole. For sixteen I'll hours, and I'll look up, look it up, and uh, of course, I'd watch da- Darren Brown the push after watching that horseshit of David Blade not really do anything and call it a magic trick. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like him. It's all Darren bullshit. Brown, David Blaine, the they're all DBs. Uh, it's all DBs. A lot of BBs, a lot of DBs. We're gonna take a quick break here, play some promos at some fun shows, and we'll be back with our full spoiler review 
of the CW crossover Elseworlds right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm Blake from the History of Bad Ideas. And we'll get back to your regularly scheduled program here in just a second, geek listeners. But we do a weekly podcast called The History of Bad Ideas. Yeah, where we'll discuss things like television or movies or music or games or any other thing that falls into our geek-related podcast knowledge. You can find us on uh, Geek Life Radio Fridays, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central. Or Radio-Blitz, Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. Or you can listen to us whenever the hell you want on iTunes and Stitcher. Check us out. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. What's up, everybody? This is Mr. Throwback Thursday from the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast. Along with my co-host, Bill, every Thursday, we bring you classic hip-hop. Classic. Classic. You know, all the good stuff, the stuff that you forgot about, the golden age, pre-golden age, back to the original era. For all the pioneers, I'm going way back, way back, way back. Each week we bring you hip-hop headlines, so we let you know what's going on with your favorite artists from back in the day. We bring you Woo News. We dedicate an entire segment just to the Wu-Tang Clan every week. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. We bring you two records. One is a one and done. One is a record of the week. We give you an artist of the month. We give you all the classics. Classic. Classic. Come and check us out. Every week we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and at MrThrowbackThursday.com. And if you remember nothing else, always remember, new school stale, old school fresh. Let's do this. and and so ultimately, I just stabbed the guy. Oh, what? Man. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. That was a crazy story. <laughs> I can't believe that happened. Anywho, listener, we've got a great fan club. You should join it. Jogginer.com slash Patreon. It's a way for you to support the show if you've been enjoying the show for many years, many weeks, many months, however long. And you get access to a whole bonus podcast with bonus content. Lots of activity in terms of people signing up and content this week. Here's the deal. Thank you to new patrons this week, Jim Shaughnessy and Vanessa Herman. Nerd. Thank you very much Whoa. for signing up. We heard Vanessa Herman's name earlier. She joined the group this week. She was added to the group by Adam Morris. So thank you, Adam Morris. Nerd. For adding Vanessa Herman. This is the funnel. We got a funnel system. Oh, First God. Get- how, many D- like how many PhDs does she have? Oh, she probably has three more than Adam Morris does. Vanessa, are you a doctor? Also, Adam Morris. Oh, I got more about Adam Morris later. He is great. But uh, you join the group. You listen to the show. You sign up for the Patreon. This is the funnel system. Uh, MLM marketing right here on the Jock and Nerd podcast. And don't so, worry, gang. Your stickers are in the mail. <laughs> stickers are. You should have gotten them already. If you didn't, let me know. Uh, but I'll send you more. Uh, now, as far as bonus content. So Anthony missing this week, he did a lot of work. He actually did some work. The jock pushed through, put up a lot of bonus content on the Patreon. First, we have my instant Avengers four trailer reaction. Like I said, it's like a 14 minute breakdown of the trailer. And this one is free listener. I put it up there free. I'll put a link in the show notes right here. Uh, and you can check it out. If you like it, sign up. Uh, there's also an instant reaction for Avengers four from Anthony. Then he does the same thing with the Godzilla King of Monsters trailer. He's watching it, kind of breaks it down. And I feel like he was more excited for that trailer than the Avengers trailer 
It's a toss-up because he's a oh, huge. Oh, I gotta listen to this. Now. You gotta listen to it. It's great. It's a huge. He's a huge Godzilla fan. And there's more new episode of Jock Talk featuring none other than said Doctor Adam Morris, PhD, the official science guy of the Jock and Nerd podcast. Jock and Nerd. This one is a great episode, Chaz. I know Anthony's not going to listen, so I'm going to talk to Chaz. Chaz. Hey, shut the fuck up. I'm doing something. Great job. Great questions. Uh, you you always learn something when you listen to a podcast with Dr. Adam Morris, PhD. Let me tell you, he talks about knockouts and concussions in the boxing world. Uh, talks about pitching. How fast can a human actually pitch a ball? And then uh, Chaz asks him about uh, supplements and vitamins and uh, whether they're worth it. Really interesting content. Adam Morris brings it with his notes. Sign up for that. That was a great episode. And then there's more. I just put up. Uh, if you haven't checked out our episode 250, we asked for listener roast. We got like 13 roasts of you guys making fun of us. I put all those roasts in one file and put them up on the Patreon. It's, Did we use them all in our show? No, there is one bonus piece of audio in there somewhere that was not in the show and the this, first oh. person to find it wins you get a sticker uh, <laughs> we need a better we need a better <laughs> thing you get a no prize i will send you one of my remaining black beard hairs i think that's the best prize you can wow, get that's yeah that's like uh that's the, something, very, very something tells me that that isn't like legal i think no sure or at it least is. not sanitary my balls was hot he how about panties fine. You could just wear a pair of panties for a day and then send send that and a bunch of Polaroids of you nude. I'll do anything for my listeners. I can definitely. There's about four guys that would take that. Men, not even women. I will do almost anything for my listeners. I love them. Anyways, that's listener roast rugs. 19 plus minutes of the listeners giving us an audio beatdown. It's fantastic. It's pretty good. You got it the worst. I know it was great. You guys did a great job. Super clever. I was very impressed. So all of that at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Let's get on to our review of the third annual CWDC crossover. This year, it's called Elseworlds. This will be spoiler, listener. It's three episodes, so if you haven't watched this, pause it here. Come back, watch it, or take a look at the show notes. You can jump to the next section. Here is your spoiler alert officially. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. I love this because Delhauer, the first crossover, I forced you to watch these shows out of context and come and review this. Yes. The only one I'd actually watched was Flash. Uh, yeah. That was before I gave up on Flash. Yes. Um, yeah. But the other ones I had, I had no actual uh, actually. No, I, I was watching Legends at the time as well. But that was it. But yeah, and that wasn't even a part of the crossover. This one, just no, three was, episodes, was it? Flash, oh, it was. yeah, Legends was part Legends of uh, was the first that one, one not the invasion. This one. And then last year they did the Nazi planet, uh, which was good. And this year it's Elseworlds. And for my money, these shits keep getting better every year. This year was three episodes: The Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Boom, Boom, Boom. What all uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, Rugs, let's start with you. Overall. No. <laughs> What we'll get into the individual. Can you predict what I'm going to say? I, I think I am. So that's why we're going to just get this out of the way. We will get into the individual episode stuff. I liked. What did you think of this year's crossover? I think if you, <laughs> I think if you look at it as a bunch of bullet points yeah. about what happens, yes, it's cool. There's a lot of shit that happens. 
All right. But if you look at the actual story and what's transpiring, I'm like, I still don't know what the fuck was happening. And I still don't care. Yeah. I didn't give a shit. Yeah. Like to even like consider it. I'm just like, okay. Um, you know, flash is arrow. Arrow is flash. I'm like, okay, whatever. But like, I don't think I, I why are, it doesn't make any sense. Whatever. It, yeah, none of this shit is written well as far as that. It's typical DC shit where, like, they don't even give a shit if it, like, is cool. They just do it, and they're like, okay, now you're doing, now we're doing this. But, like, it's super comic booky. They embrace the comic bookiness. Yeah, I, it's comic booky in all the worst ways. In the good ways like, and bad ways, yes. Yeah, but, uh, look, this is what I'll say. Team up against the Mazo, cool. Yeah. Uh, small bill callback, yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, introduction to Batwoman. Okay, Arkham Asylum. I don't know if that really felt like Arkham Asylum to me. Okay, it felt like a very, very like low rent, but Arkham Asylum. It didn't really feel like Arkham to me at all. Um, and you find out by the toilets in the wall. Yes, that's an important. And those are the those are the biggest takeaways there's, from no, this. There's more. <laughs> Have you? Uh, let me ask you. Did you? Are you watching any of these shows? Uh, no. Okay, I'm done with this. Okay, shit. Okay, so but it was still watchable out of context. So I think they did a good job yeah, of doing it. Was. That. Yeah. So the only shows I'm watching are The Flash still and Legends is just fun. It's a fucking fun, silly show. I love those. And Black Lightning is fucking amazing. But the Legends and Black Lightning were not in this. I thought the crossover was a lot of fun. I loved all the references, Easter eggs. Delhauer, uh, what do you what do you say? Um, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I remember when we did um, Invasion. Yes, I was very iffy on it yeah. because it felt like they tried to make episodes that more spoke to just the show that they were in. And then like, oh, by the way, it's also a part of this crossover, yes, I guess. Yes. This one, I think I liked it better in the fact that it was a full crossover storyline that went through all three episodes. Yep. They had their obligatory like, by the way, here's a nod to the storyline that's going on in the regular show. But right, forget but it, that it, for now. We right. got shit going on. Yeah, it didn't get in the way. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, this was a lot more fun than I expected it to be. I yep. really expected this to be a slog. It definitely had some key points that I, I would have probably done differently or wish they had uh done one way or the other um funny enough of all the things in this show that really caught my attention was uh oh god what's his name uh tyler Durden? Uh, perry no jesus uh, uh tyler <laughs> hoakland oh superman the guy yeah. who plays superman yeah holy shit that guy is an awesome superman He's a very good Superman, like I, dude. Like literally the whole time I was watching it, I was just like, I just want to see more of this guy. Like this is this is so refreshing. I have not seen a Superman that I have liked in years. I think he should get his own show. And uh, so and we'll get into where it ends. They, there was a crazy reveal in the end. But yeah, as far as the three episodes, uh, let's talk about what we liked about each one. Overall, though, I thought the Arrow episode was the best. It was my favorite. And the third one was kind of clunky. And there was a lot of forced things I felt like they could have had. They needed another episode. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me what happened in this story? Yes, I can. So we have a very important character in DC lore called the Monitor, uh, who, yeah. who looks like the Monitor from the comics. That guy was he very gives good. a guy a book. He gives a guy a book. This guy's name is John Deegan, a, a very creepy Jeremy Davies doing a and great. And he, for some job. reason, decides to 
with all this power that he's going to just flip a couple of the people. The only thing he does, he's also <laughs> Dr. Destiny in... It's so com- stupid. So I don't understand. I mean, he kind of explains why he gave Deegan the book, but why this Deegan? I don't I don't know why, because he believes in superheroes. But the only thing he does the first time, this guy flips realities a couple of times, is switch the bodies of Barry Allen and uh, uh, Oliver Queen in a Freaky Friday way, but not in a Freaky Friday way. I love the whole thing where they were like, isn't this a little more Quantum Leap than Freaky Friday? He's like, well, no, actually, that would mean you would see yourself in the mirror. So it was confusing. And why did why did the guy, uh, the monitor, give this guy this book? Yeah. It's a big-ass book. Because he wants to create something to fight the anti-monitor. Well, he's testing them to see if they have what it takes for what's to come, which is going to be a bigger threat. What I think is so weird about it is the fact that he gives it to this guy, Deegan. Yeah. Who we've never seen before. Yeah, who's this fucking guy? Has in no way proved that he is like... Or they in no way prove to us that this is the guy who is going to be the one to test... He looks like a know, pedophile. heroes. Yeah. It's just like his whole thing is, I think that we can use genetic editing to try and make ourselves into superheroes. And everyone's super. like, they oh, you're him. a monster. Get <laughs> out of here. What an asshole. <laughs> They're all going to laugh so, at you. And so uh. then, then he gets handed this book, which came from Earth 90. Uh, or at least the last place they tried this was Earth 90. Everybody thinks you're an asshole. Here, have a book. The monitor destroyed Earth 90. That's the last place he was, which you but, saw. Um, so I, I don't really understand why they chose Deegan. I agree on that. I don't know what Deegan's whole point was by being like, I'm going to try and switch people so that other people are heroes. And he only switches to people who are both already established heroes. Yeah, I, that didn't make any sense. I, it was just, yeah. So it didn't make any, but, <laughs> right, off the, right out the gate. But, you're like, I love seeing uh, Grant Gustin and Stephen Amell, their chemistry together. they the way that they were figuring out each other's powers. That was a lot of fun. The comedy I thought was really good. They, it was they're, cute. They're very yeah. cute together. I will say, I thought it was, I thought it was a cute idea to have it that they did the openings to each show with yes. the other actor doing, doing all of the, the opening over. bits. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one issue I had though was, I feel like it would have been more interesting if they had gone Freaky Friday with it and made Stephen Amell act like. The, yeah, Grant Gustin right, and this, reverse. I was really confused because I'm like, so the people now they see uh Oliver Queen, but he he acts like Oliver Queen, but he's Barry Allen, or he I just like it the was way, the way they were explaining confusing. it was that we are seeing Grant Gustin yeah. as Oliver Queen. We the viewer. We the viewer are okay, okay. And they are all seeing him as Stephen Amell. How does this guy know that they're the same, they're yeah. who they are? Right. Well, he, well, well, the I book mean, tells you everything. I know, yeah, they oh, were maybe. saying that apparently all of their destinies were written in this book. Oh. So that's a, it's a nice little MacGuffin. Uh, the Smallville thing, that made me look up. I had lost interest, and then all of a sudden you hear, somebody say, I was like, oh, fuck, what's going on? And it's the same fucking set, the same barn. I thought Tom Welling was going to fuck, there was going to be Tom Welling cameo. Uh, but that was fun, and you meet a new Lois Lane. What do you guys think of this Lois? Yeah, fine. She reminded me of like Margot Kidder a little bit. She 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 takes no. There shit. was a Mar- There was a little bit of a Margot right? Kidder. Very Margot Kidder. They did they did a good job of doing like a Margot Kidder mixed with a Terry Hatcher kind of thing. Dude, this whole this whole uh, crossover, they like did a great job of like paying homage, referencing all the other movies and shows. 
There was a lot of Christopher Reeve Superman, uh, a lot of the crazy stuff from Batman, Nolan Batman. Uh, it, it, it was a lot of fun looking for these things. And I'll agree, Rugs, that fight, when you got to see reverse flash and arrow flipped, Superman, Supergirl fight Amazo, that was fucking badass. That actually looked really good for a CW budget fight. I, it was okay, actually. I will I, admit. Yes, I enjoyed that. Uh, skipping ahead to the third yeah. episode. Yeah. Superman versus uh, evil Superman. That was awesome. Too. Was really well done. I absolutely. And again, that reminded me of like Superman three, where he goes evil and splits apart, and he's got to fight himself. Uh, really cool stuff. So at the end of the first episode, they're like, "We got to go to Gotham because the uh, Deegan's in Gotham," and it ends with uh, a, a shot of Batwoman. And this is Chicago. I'm pretty sure that's Chicago. That, yes, that was I, the I same tower, right? I what I believe they did was because of all the little hints and Easter eggs that they had when they were in Gotham. Yeah, they have almost outright said that this the Arrowverse universe. takes place in the Nolanverse. This Gotham is the Nolanverse Gotham that was filmed in Chicago. I was like, "Fuck, that's Chicago!" They actually filmed all that here, and then we also find out there's a toilet in the cell in the pipeline in the Flash. That was the biggest thing that I yeah, for discovered. For years, for years, everyone is like, where the fuck are they going to the bathroom? But what I love is like, of course, Barry Allen's going to know because like they designed the thing. I don't remember. How is anyone, anyone who yeah. is in that cell going to know this? Is there like a little icon in the corner that says, uh, it's please like a, kick wall here. Kick like, wall the urine. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> uh, all right. That brings us to the second episode on Arrow. And uh, this that week uh, to tie the TV ratings for Arrow and uh, Legends. Uh, the ratings went up this week because of the crossover, because of Batwoman. I love that Legends got Arrow. like residual uh, ratings boosts. Legends had a fun time, too. They weren't in it and they made a reference. They did this crazy thing where they were jumping around from time and changing it. And they made some reference like they missed a call from Barry. And uh, Sarah Lance is like, oh, it must be the yearly crossover again or something. Like she said something like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, that's pretty good. How come League of Legends weren't were I, involved? I don't know. I don't know. I, I honestly don't think. Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I honestly don't think um, uh, like Berlanti and them really care about Legends at all. It is just like a fun little side that they are just fucking with time over there. And- There's There was literally a few moments where they made reference. Like they referenced Ray Palmer in the, the Flash episode. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they referenced Sarah in the uh, the Arrow episode when Barry straight up throws Oliver under the bus. Oh yeah, for banging Laurel's sister behind oh, her back. Oh, that was so great! <laughs> yes, that was while they're practicing, yes. like while they're fucking training. Yeah, like the unnecessary training scene. I also love that he got to shoot Oliver in the back with an arrow. Uh, as it was, it was very unnecessary. But it was payback from the was, first yeah. the first crossover. Remember? Well, it wasn't even the first crossover. That was, oh, was when he crossed over with right. Arrow in the That's first right. season. In the first season, he's like, "I've been waiting years to do that." So, look, the big thing: fucking Batman exists in the Arrowverse, or does he? I or think he's just he? a myth made up by Gotham PD. That's it. Barry's <laughs> like, "Oh, Barry, Oliver, you don't believe he's real? You don't think the Batman is real?" I think what he's I loved most about this crossover was that a majority of this crossover was just showing how insecure Oliver Queen is as a person. Yeah. He's just like, you know, oh no, he's a myth. Are you kidding me? You don't believe in Batman? I'm the original vigilante Barry. Yeah. Me. <laughs> that was a little tantrum. But look, when we get to the end and what they predicted for, what they told us they're doing next season, all of this, I think, makes sense because I love the fact that Barry and Oliver got to see each other's lives and been like, man, you've been through some shit. And the other one's like, man, you've been through some shit too. 
But Oliver clearly holds Kara and Barry to a higher. He's like, those are the heroes he can never be because of all his darkness bullshit that he I'm, keeps. I'm just a dick can't. with a bow and arrow. Yeah, he's like, what do I know? So Batman's an urban legend in this one. Uh, Bruce and Batman have been missing for three years. Where the fuck is Batman? Uh, well, there is a giant explosion off the uh, coast of Gotham City, and everyone thinks that Batman's dead. Oh, is that what happened? Is that what he well, said? Well, that was Nolan. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. He's But he's really in Venice with Catwoman. Yeah, right. Alfred knows where he is. I love all the the callbacks and the dude. So many Batman fucking Easter eggs. Wayne Enterprises in ruins. The Wi-Fi is Alfred. That was a great line. Mm-hmm. Did you catch the Batman sixty six Shakespeare bust switch yep. in the box? I was yep. like, oh, that's the fucking bust. But then I'm like, wait, is that so? All of these units. It's they're just it's just an Easter Literally, egg. It seemed like their version of Gotham was every version of Gotham yes, just yes. smashed together. Put together. Because their Arkham looked like the Arkham Asylum from like uh Batman and Robin with all the random fucking purple lighting on the yes, walls. The Joel Schumacher lighting, the odd um, lighting. They had a whole bunch of references to the Nolan verse with the Bane mask being in the yeah. uh, evidence room at Where Arkham. Nora Freeze was. Yes, they, that was totally the Bane mask. You saw the doors. The inmates were Enigma, uh, Riddler, P. Isley, who's Poison Ivy. Now, that was that was supposed to be Nora Freeze. That was Nora Freeze. Why is she also evil and not frozen? I was going to say, why is she evil, not frozen in, yeah. in uh, carbonite or whatever? Yeah, why is she not frozen and like, where is Victor? And she got his gun. Who's the guy with the gold face? That is Psycho Pirate. This is, What's that? This is also a he, very This will be a character. real big yes. uh, instance when they finally do uh, Crisis, because yes, he was so, a major part of that. And also, it this all goes back to the first season of What's Flash. His, does he have powers? He what can manipulate he? like people's emotions uh, and get them to do things. Mm. But hey, that guy that... Uh, that it- the show that yes, the show. He, he is essentially Darren Brown. Yeah, he's Darren Brown. <laughs> Darren Brown is the psycho pirate. Now, if you remember from Flash, the first season in the Gideon's room, that the headline from the future, it's 2042 Flash missing in crisis. Psycho pirate's name is in that article. Psycho pirate is one of the only characters that remembers everything after these realities have been switched. So John Deegan continues to change realities, except psycho pirate remembers all the realities. So that's going to come into play later. What I am wondering, I guess we'll, we'll touch on it more when we get to the end of this. Cause it, I have questions about what they'll wind up doing with their version of crisis. Yes. But back to the actual crossover. Uh, what do you think of Ruby Rose? Let's just get to Ruby Rose. I thought she did well. Uh, I don't think they gave her really enough. No, yeah, she didn't to, have to kind of make an impact. I thought the outfit looked awesome. That was uh, yeah. that was spot on. Her in action also looked badass. She did a, a really good job with her American accent. Good for her. Her delivery lines were a little stiff. Line delivery, uh, well, yeah. Ruby Rose is not the greatest actress. Is okay. the thing. All right, uh, it's CW. I'm not a hundred. I'm yeah. not looking for yeah. for Oscar quality though. I do kind of wish that they didn't have her go Christian Bale with the fact that like when she's Batwoman, she's talking like this at the <laughs> get out of Gotham. Like you don't have to do that, please. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I thought she looked sick. We find out she is Bruce Wayne's cousin, just like in the comics. I uh, Rugs, what'd you think of the Ruby Rose? I think he was fine. I wasn't like, 
holy shit. I was like, oh, that's, yeah, that'll it, do. It was just, exactly. It was just okay. Now, if they give her a show, you know, she can grow into this character. Yeah. Uh, it can get better. I love the little thing with Supergirl and Batwoman where they're like world's finest. That's a great show. Give me that show. There's so many spinoff shows in these things I that love I want to see. Yeah. That her batarangs actually ranged. They, they came, came back. They to her. came back, and, and they were fucking sick. Batman, look at you saw the uh, the bat signal. That this was the craziest thing that all these Batman things exist in the Arrowverse, and they just you know they never said Bruce Wayne before, and this one it was all Bruce Wayne this, Bruce Wayne that, Bruce Wayne 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 Wayne. Uh, then I love so I love how Earth ninety it's John Wesley's ship from the nineties. The part where he shows up and he sees John Diggle and he's like John. Where's your ring? I was like, ah, boner shit. Oh fuck, he's a Green Lantern on Earth ID. That's gotta be what that means. That's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you think they'll actually make him a lantern on one of these shows? Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. And the, the other question I had is, where is this Earth Superman and Supergirl? Uh, I, they made a, a quick reference to that in the third episode because oh. when she's when she's talking to Earth One's version of Alex. She says, oh, I guess my pod didn't come to this planet on like in your world. Oh, maybe it went somewhere else. Yeah. She also said on her planet, Batman and Superman are frenemies. Another fucking great reference. And then this one ends uh, with the, the uh, Deegan rewriting the fucking reality again. They are now the Trigger Twins, which I guess is from the comics. I did not know the Trigger Twins. And then you see a Superman in a black suit. Evil Superman. Now oh, here's that where black it gets, suit looks so the, nice. Okay, the black suit looked sick. Here's where things really start to get clunky and fall apart is leading into the Supergirl episode. Because at the end of the era, we see evil Superman. And you just think, okay, this is a reality where Superman is like a fascist Superman. But they show you in the previously on clips, they have to explain that John Deegan turned himself into the Superman. I was like, what? What the fuck is this? This is how you're telling me? Like in the in, in the ketchup clips, did anybody else think that was weird? I was like, holy shit, that's Deegan is Superman. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, but- it was it was a little I think the problem was they didn't know how to to get to that without wasting a lot of time. So they're like, what's we'll doing tell you. nothing at all? <laughs> they're like, here, we'll just tell you what happened instead of showing you. So Deegan is evil Superman and like Star Labs is turned into his base and it's great because he's like this fascist fucking Superman who loses. I also his find it really funny. Yeah. That when they come across him on the rooftop, yeah, they almost instantaneously are like, "Oh, you're Deegan," and he's like, "Yeah, I yeah, am." How, how did you like, fucking oh, figure okay, that out? Weird. <laughs> yes, I didn't figure that out. I was like, "Oh, what? What? This ain't telling me." Okay, when did this happen? Whatever. Uh, but yes, yeah, Superman versus the Dark Superman fight was amazing. I like how Carrie and Barra have the Carrie and Barra. I mean Barry and Kara. Have the slow down time idea, kind of like the Superman movie, only a little bit different. They're going to go in opposite directions. But this is also harkens back to uh, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little nod to that. Now, but does the world stop spinning actually stop time? Or see, I, I don't I don't no. buy that. I don't buy that logic, that reasoning at all. That's I'm terrible. pretty sure if the world stopped spinning, it would just kill all of us. Yes, everything would yeah, like, get ripped would off. Of axis yeah, and the then... world would spin out. Things would get ripped off the planet. Like everything yeah. will be fucked. It doesn't stop time. That's yeah, that's t- terrible. But it, I did like it in the first Superman movie. You're like, yeah, 
That would work. Yeah, that was like 40 years it ago. It was in the 70s. Uh, it was 1970s. And plus, I mean, that was because they really, 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 really wanted to use their budget to make a disaster film. <laughs> yes, and they did. And so yeah. You saw some of the little miniature sets of uh, the earth breaking up. Uh, but this whole part to me was very confusing. When Oliver goes to talk to the monitor and he's like, look, the oh, I loved how uh, the Superman gets the book. He's rewriting reality. It gets taken away from him. And then when they came up with this plan, he's like, I saw you guys die. They're like, what? They're like, I, I looked in the book. I saw you guys die doing this. Well, I also love how he waits until they're already just about to go do it. <laughs> yes. They're like, if I run in one direction and she yeah. goes in the other and we're both you, going Mach 7, it'll slow down time. Yeah. And then there's a pause. And uh-huh. they go, all right, let's do it. There's uh-huh. another pause. And then he goes, ah, you die. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to tell you. No spo- spoiler alert. Spoiler I saw alert. you guys die doing this. So, but they're like, all right, well, we can't have that outcome this time. So while they're doing that, Oliver goes to the monitor and this part, I didn't get it at all. He's like, I love that the monitor hangs out in a stairwell in an apartment building. Yes, but it's like space. It's in space. Yeah. It's 1A, apartment 1A. Everyone knows there. That's (laughs) That last delivery guy never came back out. He just fell into space. But what was the deal here? He's like, save Barrier Carol, I'll make a deal. But we didn't find out what what he what the deal was. And we won't until crisis. It was at this point in time where I, I began to just not give a shit about the this. Story this is this is my least favorite of this. This is where it's it, it got confusing. It felt forced and like rushed. And I was like, and then Oliver just shows up and kills Deegan. Uh, so that part, whatever. But then way more crazy reveals. Clark and Lois are going to another planet because she's fucking pregnant. Oh, shit. Can you do that? Is this Superboy? So they had just come back from Ar- Argo, Argo, which is like, not- uh, I guess, a fragment of Krypton that still has people on it or something. Well, I guess something like that way out in space. Maybe. I, I, I haven't been watching the show, so I couldn't even possibly tell I, you. I don't know. I mean, uh, I've been watching Supergirl either. But what are they going to Argo? So because the baby won't kick her through the stomach. Yes. Like, uh, wonderful reference to the movie Mallrats. What was that? Do you ever see? You ever see the movie Mallrats? Yeah. There's the whole argument that Jason Lee's character has that Lois can't possibly have that's Superman's right. baby right. because that's it would kick was... right through her stomach. Yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> so if you go to a Kryptonian planet where the powers are null on a different sun, oh, I see. Well, okay. Isn't Kevin Smith directing Supergirl? So he is. There yeah, he's doing a couple episodes. He's done. Some he did the one just too. before this, actually. I think. Oh, he did. Yeah. I've not been watching this. Um, I was listening to him on the. Uh, uh, Hollywood Babylon. Okay, and he was saying that he directed the episode before the crossover, so he got to see stuff from the crossover. And he's like, "Well, obviously, I can't tell you because of NDAs and blah blah blah, but it's gonna be awesome." And I was like, "All right, we get it, Kevin. Say clerks, and we'll move on." <laughs> Got to say clerks contractually. Yeah, and then but, um, Clark, Clark proposes to her, and he does the Superman three thing by crushing that coal into a diamond. I love the fact that Clark straight up got her pregnant. Yes, and, and then, then was yes. like, "Well, I guess we got to get married." <laughs> this is a white trash <laughs> Superman, people. I love it. That's what I thought too. I was like, uh, "Oh, you fucking doing this backwards?" You Kansas, indeed. Fucking knocking up, motherfucker. That's a very good point. <laughs> fucking Lois Lane's dad is behind him with a shotgun, off frame. We didn't see that part. Oh, you're gonna propose to him, super fuck. I will say though, I think the one thing that I did really like going back just a little bit to when uh, Deegan was the the evil Superman was the moment where uh, Oliver basically decided he had to pull the same thing that every villain does with Superman. Yes. And he shoots the supports for the, 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 uh, he's like, yes, uh, the one yes. crane. And he's like, 
you can stop us or you go save those kids. This is every villain's move in every comic book, though. Like, it happened in Spider-Man. It happened. I was like, holy shit, he's it's, being it's the, the villain. It's the only way to get away. Yes. Save them or chase us. What are you going to do? Fuckface. And then he, they take off. That was, that was great, too. I also loved the fact that uh, Jimmy Olsen showed up. Oh, he did as a bad. Oh, as a badass. He, he was, was like he a, was the the bodyguard for uh, Cisco. That oh, and dude, gangster Cisco. Yes, Mister Ramon. Oh, I, that, he's I fantastic. Love, I love when they let him just play. I love. Yeah, it's always fun. Yeah, but yes, I love because and as much as this is probably the stupidest line of dialogue that they ever had. Yeah, it is still so fun when he calls over Jimmy Olsen and is like. Well, you want to you want to turn this into a fight, and he responds with, "Well, they don't call me Superman's worst pal for nothing." <laughs> it's so it's like, oh, jeez. All right, I get it. Ah, yeah, damn. Be more funny. Uh, yeah, that was a really cheesy line, but they had to. They were just throwing all sorts of fucking Easter eggs and references in this. Yes, the third. It, it felt like now, even in the second one, when they were in when they were in uh, uh, Arkham, they were doing that too. But yeah, it just felt like so much of this was just them being like, "Oh, bigger world." I liked it. So here's where they ended the whole thing. You see Deegan. Why is Deegan's face all fucked up now? This is what I didn't understand. Like they were taking him away and he's Arkham and his face is all like burned or bubbled. Like for a second, I honestly thought that that was part of what Oliver offered was I thought he was offering to kill Deegan. Oh, I thought that the whole it was like the Beetlejuice thing. Where Maybe. Beetlejuice makes them all shrivel up. <laughs> yeah, well, it, and it's head. exactly what it looked like. Um, yeah. yeah. It sucked he all had, the energy. Yeah, he had like him. a weird scroll thing going on because the book shot him in the face, I guess. Yeah. Well, then yeah. you see uh, Batwoman calls Oliver and she's like, Deegan has been talking to friends at Arkham. This is not a good idea. It's Psycho Pirate reciting lines straight from Crisis on Infinite Earths, I believe. And then they hit you with the title card next fall, 2019. Crisis on Infinite Earths. I was like, oh, shit. holy fuck. They're not. They're doing this. This how And to do this in like a three episode crossover, how's that going to work? You need like every episode of half the season of these shows to set this up. Now, this is what I think they're going to do. Dahlhauer. And then I want to know what you think. Okay. Think about this. Arrow has been seven seasons now. Arrow is eventually going to have to end. Stephen Amell is eventually going to be done with this character. I believe there's like another guy playing the Arrow on the show. What if they use this to kill off uh, Oliver Queen? The Arrowverse continues without him, but then they merge Flash and Supergirl's worlds together, kind of like they do in the comic book uh, of Crisis on Infinite Earths, where Barry and Kara are like two important people. You know, there's that great cover of Superman holding... Supergirl dead uh, on one of the covers of the 12 issue crisis on infinite earths. Will they do something like that? They're trying to consolidate because right now they're on different planets and it just, I don't know why put them all together, but man, that is an ambitious fucking thing to try to do. And uh, good for you for, for doing it. I don't know why they didn't, they didn't just do that to be, with. this whole thing was a setup for crisis on infinite earths. Like where somebody gets the book and just merges the worlds together. Yes, that would have been good, too. Uh, yeah, I think it was that they they really wanted to be able to use the crisis name was part of it. Um, so we'll I, see the anti-monitor. He's coming. I, I agree with, with just about everything you said, Imran. The, the thing that it makes me wonder is 
we already had the instance where we've been hinting since the first season of, of flash that crisis was coming. Yep. And that was, we were going to see the end of flash with crisis. Yep. Yep. As we know from the comics, crisis was the death of Supergirl. Yeah. And and Barry Allen. And well, yes. And Barry Allen. And now we've already had the one hint of the two of them dying in this Elseworld story. And Oliver made some sort of a deal to save them. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think one life for two lives. uh, Yes. Seem balanced though. Number one. Yeah. Number one. I do believe that Oliver offered his own life and will die in crisis to keep the two of them alive. Okay. I think Oliver offered up Superman. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Huh. The reason is they've already been doing this apparently a lot with the Supergirl show is that they keep finding reasons for Superman to not be around. Right. Right. Because they don't want him overshadowing Supergirl. So they just came up with a great one in this episode. So with this one, they came up with the whole, you know, Lois is pregnant. We're going to go live on Argos. We're getting married. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the 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 real, you know, super cousin is is here and the better yeah. choice, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And I think it's because they keep trying to find ways to get uh, neck beards to stop complaining about the fact that it's it's Supergirl yeah. and not yeah. Superman doing yeah. the show. Yeah. Um. And it's it kind of sucks because it's like I love seeing them together. Picked, they're really good. They yeah. picked an amazing pair to play yeah. these two characters. Yep. Like they're both doing great with them. So you need to find a reason to get rid of Tyler. I just said Hawkland. his last name earlier. Yeah, yeah. Hawkland, whatever. Hawkland. So that he isn't a problem anymore being a great Superman. A good way to do that is you reverse it and you're going to have the shot of Supergirl holding a dead Superman in her arms. Oh, shit. Oh, I like that. Oh, shit. Yeah. Rex, what do you think? Are you, does this, uh, you get excited for Crisis on Infinite Earths? This is probably also why we're never going to see a Batman in the Arrowverse because it would be the same thing. He would overshadow everybody. I mean, if they're doing it and they're going to end the Arrow show and it should be, that's like an event right there. So I, I would tune in for that. Um, that's a way to do Don't it. Don't you think that makes sense? Because it. it's seven seven years. This show has got to end. It's got to be ending soon. And I think that Arrowverse can survive without the show Arrow. You could put the people on some of the other shows, or you just fucking end it. Yeah, and then start a Batwoman I mean, show. Maybe start some other shows. Yeah, I mean, they they've been running Arrow ragged pretty much, and he's he's been going on too long. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, and they're already at a point where he's been mayor of the city. Everybody knows that he's the Green Arrow. Yeah, they've done everything. Yeah. You got Wildcat and Curtis, Mr. Terrific and Felicity. And there's another guy playing Arrow. And there's the fu- there's future flashbacks with the older his son. He's got a son. It's all fucking crazy now. Just end Arrow. I think this would be a great way to kill kill this uh, this version of Oliver Queen on Crisis. But that's crazy. Um, all right. That's oh, good. and yes, I yeah. think they're going to merge the worlds because... The reason that they initially started with Supergirl on a different Earth was because it was on it was CBS. Yes, yes. But I don't know why they didn't do that when they brought her over to begin with. I also don't know why they're not pulling Black Lightning into this shit, dude. Black, wh- Black. I'm waiting for Black Lightning to meet any of these other fuckers. They are keeping them so separate. It seems racist, honestly. Oh shit! Uh, it's such a fucking good show, dude. Uh, I, I, I really enjoy Black Lightning. The music's great. The guy playing Black Lightning's great. The daughters are great. I would like to see all of them involved in the next year's. Is it Berlanti that's doing Black Lightning? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that'll be it. Maybe Crisis is going to be the big introduction to suck them all together. Also, if you want to read Crisis on the DC Universe app, 
This is the first four issues of 12. Not all of them, of course, you dummies. What? Give me all of them. But it kind of made me want to go read uh, Crisis again uh, once I saw that. I was like, oh, shit. But it's real heavy with the anti-monitor and the I was I was going to say, anyone who is looking to read Crisis before the uh, the event happens. Very confusing. Strap in because yes. it is dense. It's very dense and there's different worlds and the heroes and uh, it's uh, essentially it's, it's a this, lot. this was a moment in the mid 80s when they were like, this is the big crossover event of all time. We are going to settle every problem we have with the DC universe with this. Yeah. And that's it. it. Their universe got so convoluted that people were just like, what the fuck is going on? I can't even follow this. And it stuck for like 20 years. Yeah. Uh, until Jeff Johns uh, undid it. Rugs, do you like uh, are you a fan of the crisis storyline? I no. <laughs> I like what happens in the aftermath that they tidy up the DC universe. Yes, yes. And I think that the, the end result is what I like. Yeah. I don't like the story. Yeah. I'm not really into it. Uh is that that's the anti-monitor. That's the it? anti-monitor, yeah, yeah. And the monitor I, and stuff. Um, yeah. I do like that aspect of it, but all the other stuff is just it's too much. I think ultimately I feel the same way about Crisis like I did the original Secret Wars. Yeah, but that's like Wars the actual the actual event yeah. kind of sucks. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> stupid. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that you don't need. Yeah. But it offered a lot afterward. Yeah. That became very iconic. It's a little more Secret Wars is a little more straightforward than Crisis. Well, Secret Wars also was apparently a hundred percent just a toy yes. commercial. Yes, it was a it was a toy buy, and they're like, all right, we'll just throw them on a planet, change everybody's costume, change Spider Man's costume. But this was legit. Like, we need to rein in all our multiverses and fucking figure this shit out. So we got another starting point, and then they continue to just yeah. As a that. guy who didn't really read a lot of DC. Yeah. Like I just read Batman yeah, and stuff, me too. yeah, and uh, occasionally Teen Titans, and occasionally S- Superman here or there. Like uh, I didn't like, I never liked Flash. I never liked Green, Green Lantern. Those were not my kind of. I don't like guys that run, but um, mm-hmm. that was just too big for me. When I was try, it was too convoluted, and even like the way it went went about it. The only thing I remember, and I'm talking about uh, the only thing that I remember is like that was an, a big all out fight against the anti monitor. Yeah. And that was the only thing I remember. And then everything else I could have thrown away, throw away. And the aftermath of it, how it did, like, you know, solve a lot of problems. I was totally for that. Yeah. So um, that was fine. So hopefully so, they'll use this to clean up some of this, the CWs. Then I read Infinite Crisis. Yeah. And then there was like Final Crisis, Infinite the Crisis. Cri- yeah. Oh, this is very common. Crisis. And then there was Identity Crisis. That's great. Brad Meltzer. But yeah, it's a lot of convoluted crises going on. All right, good stuff. Let's get to news from the nation and we'll wrap this shit up. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. Very nice. Thank you for the live wet fart. That's the one piece of production we do while we're recording. So it's different every time. Kaka nerd. Uh, this is where I was saving that for like the whole show. Oh my god! Oh, that was an actual fart. Oh, yeah. well done. Wow. That's I perform on demand. That is some slack hole control you have. Yeah. Uh, there, Rux. Uh, this is the segment where I pull stuff. We got emails sent to me by you, the listener. Pull stuff from our Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation. We're gonna start with this link, John Bellotti Jr shared and it is the fact that aquaman had the biggest opening ever for warner brothers in china 
made $93.6 million in its debut. Bellotti comments, while this is nice to hear that a comic film is doing well overseas, the fact that it's China has me concerned after Venom. Which is a good point. Venom has made like $870 gazillion. So basically what he's saying is that just because it made a lot of money doesn't mean it's a good movie necessarily. Not The two don't co- correlate, but it can no. be a good movie and make a lot of money, yeah, but well, not I, I think I think if anything, what it at least tells us is that if China is eating this shit up, it means it is visually. It's spectacle. Yeah. yeah. That's what they love. They love spectacle. They don't give a shit about no crazy rich Asians. We see that shit every day. I want to see this fucking Momoa dude underwater. Uh, and so also Forbes is predicting that uh, Aquaman is going to swim past the China box office for Iron Man, Spider-Man, Thor, and the X-Men. Uh, so it's made $118 million in its first five days in China. Wow. As of this Tuesday. Oh, shit. So it's already past the respective totals of Doctor Strange, Thor, Ragnarok, Captain America, Winter Soldier, X-Men Days of Future Past, Spider-Man Homecoming, X-Men Apocalypse, Ant-Man, and the Wasp, Iron Man 3, in their whole totals, the highest of those was 122, and this movie has already made 118. Wow. So this is the biggest, uh, this is a huge debut for for Warner Brothers in China. So if you want to, listener, you can probably check out some pirated bootlegs already on the interwebs, because I believe that's where they're born. They'll have Chinese subtitles. It's fucking... China. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes reviews are coming out. Rotten Tomatoes score is out. It's at 75%. 6.3 out of 10 out of 76 reviews. I'm going to say that sits about where I was expecting. Where's your expectation level going and walking into this movie, Dalhauer? Honestly, I am just expecting to walk in and have a movie that I am going to have fun at, and that's it. Yes. I don't plan on being blown away with crazy storylines. You know, we've said since the, the first trailer came out, it's going to be reverse Black Panther. Yeah, and that's it. But they got it a looks lot. Like, it looks like it's reverse Black Panther with like an Indiana Jones movie in the middle of it. Yes. that Yeah. A little bit of a mummy, a little bit of, of uh, at Thor, like uh, a lot of references that it's like the phase one Marvel movie, which if they nail that, that's fine. They should be farther than that in this stage of their movie making journey. But. Let's just start with a good movie. I'm still kind of concerned that there's a lot of shit to fuck it, that they're trying to do in this movie. Oh, they're cramming way too much into it. And maybe Black Manta is just thrown in and not used well, but he looks fucking sick. I think I think Black, Black Manta will lo- literally only be part of the whole like chase through the desert bit. That's it. You'll think yeah. that he's dead. He's not yeah. really dead. He'll show up in a sequel. It's fine. But to have a good solid standalone superhero movie. I mean, again, we got into the Spider-Verse. You got Mary Poppins. You got Bumblebee. You got Aquaman. All these fucking movies are coming out within the next couple of weeks. Um, but Aquaman's got a big head start in the box office. Thanks to China. Jeff Feldman posted this theory. I like this. He said, crazy pothead theory by me. Person of interest is just a Batman origin story. Or that show ripped off Batman something awful. It's uncanny how similar they are. No, you're absolutely right. It's fucking... Batman meets the Punisher with a badass Jim Caviezel. Yeah. I never watched a single episode. I got no idea. Dude, it is great. It has the guy from Lost, uh, B- uh, Ben Linus, who is uh, uh, Michael Emerton, mm-hmm. as like the guy, the guy in the chair, who's mm-hmm. the tech guy. They have surveillance. Taraji P. Henson. This is where she kind of had her breakout role. Oh, cool. She was it, and Jim Caviezel is a fucking badass. This guy, 
He's just wearing like a, a blazer, a shirt, no tie, black pants. And he just walks in the room, kicks the shit out of everyone, doesn't say a word. And he's like John Wick efficient. Rugs, you've seen the show. You like it? I've only seen a couple episodes. I have one um, question. In. Yes. Is what he's wearing important? It, I, I think it is <laughs> to me because it's very stylish. And okay. he's, he's very it was, the, it was the first damn thing you it's just a visual I had I was like he's got a nice suit on I was like what's he gonna see <laughs> it's very John Wicky but dude Caviezel is a badass it's a great show it's over now I, think I've, I've only- heard, I, I never got the Batman feel from I it, have always no. heard good things it's just I never I never saw it yeah uh, by the time uh, I would have it was gone yeah, this, I think it's like four or five seasons. Uh, I would check it I out. I mean, there's so many shows that have that same yes, dynamic. That, absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing new about yeah, it. Yeah. I just love Caviezel's a badass. Okay. Like you're just smoking a lot of pot, Jeff. Jeff, uh, send some of that over this way. Um, email it to our Patreon. Uh, okay. Jimmy Craven writes in. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard from Jimmy in a while. This is great. Oh, we heard him on the roast. He says, hey, guys, in the two years I've been listening to the show, I don't think you guys have once reviewed a sports movie. Way to change things up. And you picked a great movie to do that with. Really enjoyed hearing your thoughts about the movie. He's talking about Creed 2, which we reviewed on our 250th episode. Especially annoyed your... It's, oh, annoyed. Sorry. Especially enjoyed your tangent on 80s action stars. Really fun discussion. Wanted to make a recommendation for you guys to check out the Creed 2 soundtrack. Phenomenal. Earlier this year, we had a nice back and forth about the Black Panther soundtrack, which, by the way, has been nominated for multiple Grammy Awards and is up for Album of the Year. That's awesome. The Creed 2 soundtrack isn't quite up to that level, but is solid. Good workout, pump-up music. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Anthony. He's not here. He's never going to hear this. I'll pass um, I'll pass on the message, Jimmy. I mean, it's not Space Jam or anything, but worth a listen. And let's face it. Space Jam really is the peak of any album of all time. So, Oh, oh absolutely. What was on that one? R. Kelly? I, forget. It was, I believe I can I believe fly. I can fly and the Space Jam theme, and that's it. There is that, no that other songs there's, there's no, in that nothing, movie. Nothing else worth notable. Uh, quick side note, he says, I forgot to mention this in my audio I sent in, but wanted to once again congratulate you guys on your 250th episode. As someone who's been listening for this long, what keeps me listening is the genuine connection you guys have. I really relate with Anthony and a lot of stuff because we're three months apart in age and all the stuff he says he connected with as a kid were the same things I did. So I see eye to eye with him on a lot of stuff, but it's also cool to hear Imran and rug voice takes. Yeah, but you guys I, are also here, I guess. Yes, but you guys are also great with your voices when you use them. I have older cousins who are your guys age and they taught me a lot about comics, superheroes, etc. So it's awesome to hear what drew you guys in as kids as well. I think someone else mentioned this on a prior show, but I feel like I'm buddies with you guys, even though we've never actually met. Nerd. I know there are a ton of others in the nation who feel this way. That is an awesome impact you guys are having sorry long email but i haven't sent one of these in a while so i was due happy holidays to you guys looking forward to the end of the year movie rankings thank you jimmy the geek oh shit we gotta do that we gotta too. do the uh, superhero movies ranked of 2018 as we do every year that's a fun show and jimmy man thanks for uh thanks for hanging out with us we love hanging out with all of you and getting and uh enjoying the hang uh so when the show posts Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse will be out. You all have probably seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Obviously, we're in the past. You know who has seen it? Well, I think the Australian Imran has the seen Australian it. The Australian Imran being... Oh, shit. That's oh, Australian Imran? who otherwise known as Wesley Cranford. The Yank from Down Under. Rugboy has nicknamed him Aussie Imran. Because why? Because he's like me. He likes a lot of stuff. 
Here is his instant reaction to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Okay, so I uh, just doing my instant reaction to Into the Spider-Verse and man, I loved it. I've been waiting for so long to see a decent animated Marvel movie and I finally got it. It's at times silly and off the wall, but the way that they blend um, the animated and the computer animation is really clever. The characters are clever. The story is good. Uh, the origins are good. I mean, I just loved it. Um, and the end credit scene is weird, but great fun. And uh, even the Spidey Bell song is excellent. So, Imran, you're going to love this one. Yes. Um, yeah, I waited a long time to have a good Marvel animated film, and I finally got it. Oh my god, I you have no idea how fucking anxious I am to watch this. You're movie. all up in this shit, Imran. Oh my, it's still it's at ninety-eight percent now on Rotten Tomatoes. It got one it got one bad review. It, yeah, well, it got three, and uh what I notice is the only bad thing people have to say, Rugs, is the thing that bugs you. Yes, the jerky animation the jerky, and the weird yes, the, frame the weird rate. blurry shit that they do. The frame rate is the only bad thing, but everything I've heard people are like, this is the best fucking Spider-Man movie. I've heard people who like this movie still comment on the frame, on the frame rate, rate being bothered. Yeah, it's, it's yes. the biggest thing that I've seen anybody talking uh, poorly of as well. Dalhauer, what do you think? Uh, does this frame rate, do you think it does it bother you? What do you, uh, are you excited for this? I remember when I saw the first trailer, it, it kind of caught me off guard because of the animation style and the frame rate thing that they were doing with it. Yeah. But it, it, it's unique enough that I think I would probably after maybe like the first 10 or 15 minutes be perfectly fine with it. You're going to get I've, used to it. Yeah. I was going to say I've watched anime in the past that does weird shit like this as well. So I think, I think I'll be okay. I'm wondering how this will translate to an IMAX 3d format. I have no idea. It, is it going to give you a headache or will it smooth Ooh, it out? It possibly could. 3d hurts me these days. Yeah, 3D. And I was debating. I was like, man, should I see this at IMAX? I would love to see it at IMAX huge. Then I'm like, IMAX 3D, but I don't know. Uh, they're projecting this thing, Box Office Pro. Uh, it was made for about $90 million. They're projecting an opening weekend to be about $36 million domestically during its first three days. Now, it doesn't sound a lot. That's a good number because last year, Jumanji debuted. With thirty six point one million last December, almost a year ago, that movie went on to make four hundred and four million dollars just domestic. Oh shit! Right, because the word of mouth was great, and what I'm seeing is the word of mouth on this movie is going to be great, and it's hopefully will have legs. Uh, it's being nominated for best animated film, possibly. People are calling it the best film period of 2018. Four stars from like uh, reviewers like I mean, Richard it, Roper and shit. This is a layup. This is an easy shot. They shouldn't fuck this up. You're right. Yeah. I mean, like, it's an animated movie done in the Marvel, uh, you know, f formula. Like, it can't, as long as you do the animation right, you should be able to fucking do whatever you want. I mean, basically, Marvel movies are mostly CGI anyway. Well, at this point, yes, right? now they are. So they already know, yeah. like, the language and the shots and all that stuff to make it work. So they just, all they have to do is just, you know, Carry it over to the fucking but thing and is, sink it into the net. Then, That's it. Right, and keep it like a standalone movie to itself, which begs the question now, there's three Spider-Man universes. There's the Venom universe. 
There's the Tom Holland Spider-Man universe. Then there's this Into the Spider-Verse Sony Spider-Man universe. And Into the Spider-Verse is dealing with several Spider-Man universes. Jesus Christ. Everybody's it's a, already spinning out of control, people. Everybody's a Spider-Man. I can't fucking wait. There are two post-credit scenes, but there's like one that starts right at the end during credits, and then there's a an actual post-credit scene, just like he mentioned. And then finally, this thing, I found this article about the fact that Sony uh, wants to patent the technology that they use for the animation for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I believe, I forget who it was at the nation, Blake Braden was like, what do you call this animation? What are they Jerky doing nation. here? Jerkimation is Jerky Nation. Uh, Jerkimation. Jerkimation is one U.S. patent and trademark office uh, will look at their patent. So uh, this article, I'll put it in the show notes. It gets into what their patent is. But no one else is going to want to use this patent. No, but because this, well, this is what's interesting is how, how I didn't know how they did this. And it kind of explains the method. It says every single frame of the 116 minute film has a computer generated image as its foundation that was followed by an overlay of hand drawn art. The result makes each frame unique with illustrative emphasis and imperfections that collectively infuse the film with a far different energy than the digitally clean and perfectly precise CG animation that's become the standard language. This is really interesting. It says the hand-drawn aspirations of Spider-Verse required a reinvention of the standard animation pipeline to even be possible. Sony Pictures Imageworks, working closely with Sony Pictures, created a new visual language, rebuilt the animation and lighting pipeline, from scratch, I was listening to Collider, an interview with uh, the guys, Phil Lord, and they had to invent technology for this. Yeah, but if it doesn't look smooth, what's the point? Well, that's a good that's a good question. Uh, like if you could see, if it looks like Charlie Chaplin movies, like that you fucking yeah. uh, at a penny arcade, like it, if it's herky jerky and jumping, yeah, it, it's all look. This the time they spent on this is crazy. It says for most animated projects today, a week's worth of labor. To, is required to animate every four seconds of screen action on Spider-Verse. It was a week of work for every single second oh, shit. of the film. The film's shot count is also two to three times the number found in other animated releases. So they're trying to patent the unique rendering, compositing technologies, uh, inkline software that allows an artist to draw on the character surface in a way that's liberated from the geometry underlying all this crazy stuff, stuff where the AI kind of fills in the lines, like the AI, there's AI in betweeners uh, to help the animators do stuff quicker. Uh, it's also called stylized abstractions of reality. It looks fucking gorgeous. And I, I, and I, it's really interesting to find out how they did this. Yeah. It looks crazy. I, and I, knowing that they had like the AI working on, on like filling filling the gaps and stuff. I had no idea about that. Yeah, that's crazy. And I think that's why it looks the way it does is like I don't know. There's I I I just really think that they could have done it the other the way that they do any Pixar movie. Yeah. And been just the same. I and I think they they definitely could have. I give them points for trying something different. Whether it continues on or it catches on or anything, who yeah. knows. I mean, they they clearly had a vision of this thing and they're like we got to invent shit. To do this, which is how it's great. It's what Cameron did. It's what George Lucas did. The shit wasn't there. They made it. It just makes the industry that much better. And uh, yeah, go see. We'll have a full review of this movie in next week's show. Before we move off Spider-Man rugs, uh, I want you to shout out the video you sent me. This fan film. Well, I was I was uh, 
cruising the internet. Yes. And I saw, hey, look, there's a brown Spider-Man. He was played by like a Latino guy, wasn't he? Briefly yeah. in the beginning. It's called Spider-Man Cake Day, listener. I will embed this in the show notes. Make sure you check this out. It's made by Corridor on their YouTube page. It's eight minutes. And holy shit, for a fan film, it's really well done. It captures the essence of Spider-Man. Tell how you get a chance to watch this. Yes, you sent it to me literally 10 yes. minutes before we I recorded. Like, I was like, hey, watch this shit. I was so impressed with the swinging that it's done like at, at home on, a, on After Effects, on your yeah. computer probably. It looks great. What'd you think of this? Corridor is very good at what they do. They make a I've lot of really of awesome stuff. Ah. Um, they tend to do, they do some fan film stuff. They've also been um, contacted by uh, companies before to do like tie-in things for video games. Oh, I think it was uh, Ubisoft a few years ago had them do like a multi-part uh, short film for the game, the division that came out. Okay. Yeah. I remember that game. Um, and it, that itself was also very well done. Uh, there are definitely some spots where they hit a couple snags. Yeah. Um, it oh, just, really? I think it's just, it's, it's little, it's little filmmaking bits. Like, yeah. Um, number one, I think whoever they had playing MJ. Yeah. Not the greatest. Number that two, audio on the, the phone audio call. for MJ. Yes. 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 Not the they, greatest. Yes. I noticed that, but I let the it go. Lighting. The yeah, lighting. Yeah. The lighting. Yes. But white balance. Please. Yes. But uh, outside of that, it's like, you know, when you, when you look past the fact that you're like, yeah, these guys aren't working with a Hollywood budget, though. So yes. you kind of have to make a uh, an exception here and there. It is phenomenal. This, but the story that they wrote, the enforcers are in this, which is like old school. Oh, yeah. First year Spider-Man villains. Well, and especially because they're setting it in the early 60s. Oh, is this supposed to be in the 60s? It says, I didn't it get says that New part. York, 1963. Oh, I noticed all the cars now. Yeah. So well, this is if, like. Imran, 60- did you think he was using a phone booth in modern <laughs> no, times? You know what? I was wondering about the fucking yeah, phone yeah. booth. Wow. Imran. I was like, wait a minute. Okay, that part was a little bit lost on me, but now that I'm watching again. But basically, listener, it's a great typical Peter Parker story. He's got to make it to MJ's birthday, but he's responsible for bringing the balloons, the decorations, and the cake. And in the meantime, the enforcers are getting away, causing havoc. He's swinging through the city, holding these balloons and the cake, and it's just like perfect Parker luck and the decision to do the right thing at the end. It is, yeah, it is so brilliantly done. It 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 is Spider-Man in spades. And it's like, I love that cloth suit that looks like the Ditko suit would might look if it's alive. You see, you know, folds in it. And then, but I was most impressed with the actual swinging CGI. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. You can do this at home now. It looks good enough to do it home. And it, it's even just like to the, the, the most minor of character bits and touches and yeah. the classic Parker luck and everything like. It's great. I I would say I don't even want to like explain what goes on. Just watch it. It's eight minutes. I just think that like you're doing a Batman fan film. That's easy. You're just doing the guy doing karate. Spider Man fan film. That's a dicey. That's very dicey. You're taking a yeah, risk. It's- yeah, I've seen a lot of the old ones back from like the 80s and 90s on on bootleg VHS tapes. You couldn't do this until now, where this technology can be in your in your Mac on in your bedroom. I was very impressed. Cool. Yes, check it out. It's in the show notes, you guys. Highly recommended. I have, I may have a new celebrity drop. Something with Del Hauer. Did you listen to the last episode? Did you hear a new celebrity drop? Yeah, I sure did. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to play it again because it just makes me giggle. 
This is Jason Mewes, and for reasons best left between you and your therapist, you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, Snooch to the Nooch. I literally, I go to sleep with that on repeat in my fucking ears. I love how you can tell the moment where he had to stop and read the name of the podcast. He's like, wait, wait, what is it? Okay, back in. I'm back in. I love it, though. It's great. Oh, it's fantastic. So I got another anonymous clip here. I don't know about this. Is this, this one, another guys. one from your shady uncle? Uh, it may be. I'm not sure. You know what? I'm just going to play it. You guys tell me if this is uh, appropriate or good. I don't know. I'm kind of nervous. This is Hillary Clinton. And when I want to get my comic book, movie, news, and TV reviews, I tune in to the Jock and Nerd podcast. <laughs> This is going great. <laughs> she could be okay. Yeah, with my balls was hot. Oh dear. She... Huh? She doesn't sound well. Imran, you have oh. wasted so much time of my life. Wow. I don't know. I somebody yeah, should. Yeah, like Anthony uh... would be kicking your ass right now. <laughs> like, yeah, and he's not here, so like, I have to yeah. step in. Yeah, you I don't do know it. where you thought. Yes, <laughs> that this was going to go well, but you were wrong. Uh, I will tell you, look, this show a- has fallen flat several times. Well, now it's, it's always flat. Imran's fault. And it's will- always <laughs> Imran's fault. Will- I'll take the fucking uh, look. I she's a great woman. You know what? We have her autograph in my mom's house framed. In a thing, my sister many years ago worked as a subcontractor for the State Department on these trafficking reports, like people trafficking, where they like rate all the other countries. So she worked on this several years. The last year, she got the cover of the report and it said two, and it had my sister's name. Thank you for all your hard work. Hillary Rodden Clinton signed, and we have it framed on the wall. It's kind of cool that like she knows my sister's name and we have her thing, but I hope uh, maybe we'll send her some cough drops. Where's Ermin? Ermin! Imran. Send Hillary some cough drops. I am this close to calling for your impeachment. Okay. No, you can't impeach me, motherfucker. Wow. You can't impeach a sitting president. Here, this, uh, I have a Matt Miller voicemail. Here we go. Oh, What's shit. up, Jock and Nerd Nation? Matthew James back again. You're speak pipe king, not speak pipe loser like Anthony so hilariously and originally yeah. coined last episode. But anyways, we got a bunch of nerdy news. So let's get right into it. Spider-Man's Far From Home trailer debuted at Brazil Comic-Con last week. And some rumors are going around that Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio character might not be the clear-cut villain that everybody's expecting him to be. We talked about this. For, for some very interesting plot lines. I love me some Jake Gyllenhaal. Huge man crush on him. Uh, Stranger Aww. Things released its third season episode list. We're getting eight episodes in the third season. I'm super excited. I cannot wait. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is getting a live-action movie in November of next terrible. year. That's ironically weird. being Run made boy, by the I director. I talked about this on Twitter. Uh, they, they put out a poster. It looks very weird. It's like dark Sonic or something. Oh, no, it's, no, it's, they, it's a backlit like silhouette of oh, a character. I saw that. But the no, proportions but actually, of it are just monstrous. They actually let release the actual thing. It looks terrible. Isn't Jim Carrey playing like the bad guy? He's the I, I, I don't even is this like it's CGI. Yes. I'm is hoping. it like the Pikachu thing? Looks, is that what it looks like? Oh, no, because honestly, Detective Pikachu looks, looks fucking great. amazing. Yeah, that looks great. This looks like shit. I don't you know give me Pokemon in the real world solving murders. Yeah. I am there for it. Yeah, that does. I Even I, I was like, this looks fucking great. I'll go see this. Okay, anyways. Oh, Fast and the Furious. Uh, speaking of directors, the original director for Doctor Strange is staying on to do the sequel of that movie. 
Uh, the new Godzilla trailer that we got was just wow. That movie's visually amazing. I cannot wait. I don't know how the Earth is going to survive this fight. Um, um, I'm Team Mothra all day. Let's get hashtag Team Mothra trending. Last but not least, a couple of house care items. Um, Rugs, I really don't care if you don't like that I repeat things that you guys say on the episode. Oh, uh, my wife doesn't give a shit about all this nerdy stuff, so it feels good for me to talk to somebody about it at Aww. least. Um, shout out to Joey Austin and Matthew Lawrence for saying my name on the 250th roast episode. Big fans. Um, I didn't get any points in that episode. I was kind of disappointed because everybody else seemed like they were getting points, but whatever. Uh, and last but not least, if you're still not subscribing to the Patreon, get with it. And Ron was talking about the fapping, which is cool. All right, guys. Love you guys. Later. Matt Miller, you get points. You were talking about the fapping? For being a good sport. I said the uh, it was in my Avengers Infinity War uh, breakdown where I was like, I like the snapping because it reminds me of the fapping. That's all I said. But he picked up on that. Yeah. Matt Miller gets points for being a good sport, Maddie. Well, see, here's the thing, Imran. Yeah. I feel like he was fishing for points there. Yeah. yeah. That's he how, says that's, you didn't yeah, give him any, uh, and it sucks, gonna... but whatever. But he did that because he wanted you to then feel bad and give him points. And now I give him points for manipulating the shit okay. out of you. He knows how to. It's not hard to manipulate me. I said the image is Sonic, if you ever. Yeah, oh, okay, I, ju- I just looked at it that. as well, and uh, Jesus. That's a low. Oh my God, that looks frightening. Is that the new fucking mascot for that uh, Philly uh, Flyers? No. I would totally watch a gritty movie before I saw this. Gritty is fucking frightening. Did you guys hear um, when they were saying that they had a whole lot of issues with trying to find someone to host the Oscars after the Kevin Hart thing? Yeah, they started a petition for gritty. (laughs) No, I would have loved it because it would have just been a weird, creepy looking mascot that says nothing, just standing on stage. That, that, staring you know at Hollywood starlets. That's what the Oscars deserve because Oscars, you're fucking dumb. Try to find any comic that has a clean history. This person doesn't exist. I put just, in for it. Do, oh, you should. Good. I vote. I, 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 tweet, I tweeted at the Academy. I just said, I'll do it. I heard they're playing. They're, they're <laughs> even, they, they've toyed around with the idea of having no host and just doing like a SNL style, like. Uh, be- maybe it doesn't need a host. Oh, no. They're just so fucking if they uh, don't, touchy. If they don't em. have a host, I don't even want there to be like announcements over like the PA or anything. Just, yes, it's just dead silence, nothing happening, and then, then someone comes up and presents an award. And a voiceover now presenting. Yeah, yeah. You don't even introduce the person. We don't have a host. They're probably not. They're just they're dumb. They don't know what they want. They're fucking stupid. Gonna uh, be a shit show. It's definitely gonna be a shit show. I'm boy. You better believe I'm watching this one because Black Panther may get. An Oscar nomination, it may. Nobody ever said anything. There's no, they're talking about, they got to find like a bulletproof comic. That that doesn't exist. So, well, they're talking about this woman that, this woman, the comedy is dead woman. I forgot her name, but uh, they're talking about getting her. I heard someone also mention like Ken Jeong. I know uh, Whoopi Goldberg uh, apparently was petitioning them to to have her. Yeah. A bunch of people want Bruce Campbell to do it. Nobody wants this job. Remember how hot this job was in the Billy Crystal era? Like it was the best gig. Oh yeah. Nobody, nobody fucking wants to host the Oscars. It's now. it's to a point where you either host the Oscars or you take over as chief of staff at the White House. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. That's where it goes because they just get Sarah Huckabee Sanders yeah, to uh, host the Oscars. <laughs> She's got no dirt in her back. Oh huh? man. You're never gonna find a clean comic Oscars. Don't be stupid. All right, let's wrap this up, Del Hauer. Tell the listener where they can find you and also answer me this question. Where's the next fucking episode of the Ginger Geek podcast? Well, there's a few things that I have to touch on here. Imran. Oh, All right. Number Thank one. 
Yes. Uh, I told you on Facebook, I will let everyone else know. Uh, I am 100% demanding that you have me on for your review of the Power Rangers movie. Oh, uh, on the Patreon books. You got it. Fantastic. Because like Anthony, that was my shit. Good, because it was not mine, and I've never seen it, actually. Yes, so, I can't wait to go back to it, be disappointed in what it was as a movie, but then love <laughs> it no matter what. That's going to be fun. Great pick by Keith and Denkinger. There. Uh, number two, uh, because it keeps getting thrown around, but I'm not hearing anything official. Uh, I am going to just go ahead and tell you that I will, in fact, be hosting your Marvel trivia night. Yes, we'll uh, sort I, that have, out. Yeah. I have enlisted the help of Cape Swoosh Productions in creating the questions for you. Excellent. That'll be Tane Reese. That's the show. You will be on Chocolate Tane. Uh, will work. They'll sort that out in the new year. Love it. Thank you so much. Number three, uh, new episode of Ginger Geek. I want there to be one this month, so I'm going to make myself have one this month before the end of the year. Otherwise, it will start fresh again in January. Uh, I've just had a lot of things going on, both personally and professionally, that have kind of put me on the back burner. And I've just kind of needed to kick my own ass back into gear. Listen, I'll I'll put light a fire under your ass. What do you need me to do? We got you here. We got you warmed up. You did a show. There's that. Go. I don't know. Send me money. Go. Anyway. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's yeah, that's really about it. Uh, it, it. It will be coming back. It is not dead. Not yet. Because uh, I'm not. But cool. I just have to be able to get myself back into the uh, the swing of things and the mindset of getting it put together. It's a great show, listener. I'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, he actually thinks about this shit it's before. Which is what the problem is. I have to put thought takes, into this shit. Take, that takes a lot of time. It's way more. See, I, can, I need to just come in and have a conversation. I, I can't pre-write. I, so I've tried it. I don't know how you did yes, it. Yes, I know. And honestly, when you did your whole thing about uh, about Comicsgate, you did yeah. a great job. Yeah, that was a good little essay, audio yeah, essay. So exactly. It takes a lot of time. <laughs> no, you're right. This fucking bullshit we do here, we can fucking push this out every week. But uh, it, it will it will be back, so you guys and Dutch can can stop you know banging on my door. We both you have fans of that show, and there's only three episodes out, so that's got to be telling you something. Well, thank you. Um, there's also four episodes. Anyway, oh. um, <laughs> 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 you live, oh shit. <laughs> This uh, is going great. <laughs> uh, people can find me on uh, Twitter where they can probably see me reacting to things that Rugboy says. Uh, <laughs> I am, you can search Matt Delhauer or it is at the blink dog. Don't ask. I've already explained it. Um, or you can also find Ginger Geek blogs on there at GNGR Geek Pod on there uh, for the podcast. When I finally start putting stuff out again, you'll see it more active again. Uh, you can find me every so often on the jock and nerd nation page on Facebook, either sharing something or very quickly reacting to something somebody else said. Oh, and the nation gets crazy guys. Nice. Join the nation. Also, if you are a new listener, highly recommend you check out our awesome series created by Matt, the Delhowers called what the fuck happened where we take a comic book bomb of a movie and Matt breaks it down. We've done 10 of these. Oh shit. I think we've done 10 of them. I think it was 10 of them so far over the past. They're great. Three and they're, years? Th- over the past three years. They are fantastic. Listener, just go to the website, search WTF happened in the search box. They'll all come up. They are fantastic. Rugs, where can the people find you? You can find me on the nation and you can find me on Twitter at really rug boy, where Matt does engage me at, a few times a week, but I appreciate that. Oh, he pokes you like a bear. That's right. I'll, I'll see Rogue Boy will post something and then I'll respond and he'll respond. And that's usually where it ends. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, yeah. That was all? Uh, it's anticlimactic. It's like uh, it's the world's lamest tennis game. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one volley and then, all right. Yeah. Talk to you in a few days. 
Game. That's game. Also, listener, there's a couple of ways you can support the show that don't cost you any money. We've already asked for money for the Patreon. Sign up. But look, if you don't have the funds, we understand. There are several ways you can help us. If you are holiday shopping this season, use our affiliate links. We get a little commission. Your shopping experience remains the same. There is a great site called Merchoid that has amazing geek Christmas sweaters. Visit jockinner.com slash merchoid to use our affiliate link and get great geek gifts from there. Dalhauer, have you seen these Christmas sweaters? Do you know Merchoid? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, visit. Click that link in the show notes. They are it's pretty legit. Oh God, I have so much homework to do now. Dude, no, they have amazing <laughs> Marvel, DC, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, uh, Lord of the Rings, video games, any geek genre really awesome fucking sweat sweaters. What is it? Merchoid.com slash jock and nerd. Jock and nerd.com slash merchoid. Oh, God, why do you have to do it? The other. Okay. Now, if you are shopping on Amazon, as I believe everyone listening to this uses fucking Amazon, won't you use our affiliate link again? We'll get a little commission and you will still continue to have the great Amazon experience. That one is jock and nerd.com slash Amazon. If you visit the site, there are banner ads for both of these. Dalhauer, what do you think of those sweaters? Yeah, those are, uh, those are pretty geekerific. Aren't those fun? Oh, you can wow, even, he's out even There you go. I was gonna say you didn't even I hit the button, it. Imran. God damn it. <laughs> the rug boy Yeah, he's been he's been not using I'm those off my like, I got so many buttons here. I get I get button uh the thing. I can't I get frozen. Button thing. I want my own buttons. You want your own buttons? Well fucking put in your own buttons. Why get me buttons? I'll get you buttons. The get other him way buttons could, for Christmas. The other way you can help us out is just sharing the show. Tell a friend. Post it to your social medias. Grab someone's phone. If there's an Alexa device, you can tell it. Just talk to it. Have a nice conversation. Tell it to play Jock and Nerd Podcast. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll take care of it for them right now. Um, Alexa, subscribe to Jock and Nerd Podcast. That might work if this is also try. Alexa, enable Jock and Nerd. Alexa, where's Ermin? Oh, wait, I don't have an Alexa. I'm just screaming at... Ermin does. Ermin took my Alexa. He's fired. Uh, Alexa, purchase Nintendo Switch one button click. (laughs) Oh, shit. You just fucked up everyone's (laughs) fucking cart right there. Alexa, search Fleshlight on Google. Okay, we could do this all night. (laughs) Alexa, search the fappening. Search the fap... Alexa, the fappening. Ma, me love. All right. Anyways, enough of this horse shit. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is not Anthony. He's the rug boy. And he's the noid. We will hear you next week. Avoid the noid. Avoid the noid. Make sure you get that Domino's pizza. Not trademark anymore, is it? I don't think so. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.